0: Howard from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina. And broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane in Australia. It's episode 89 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, the people have spoken. And we are going to take a look at the nominees for the 2023 class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobacco has been carefully hand-selected and a well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Potomac 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban-seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban-seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon-balanced wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Potomac is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Potomac's highly acclaimed brands include the Perdomo Estate Selection Vintage, Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrelage, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Mensa 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Tobacco Air USA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo and Julieta, H. Upman and Aging Room Cigars, Tobacco Air USA, great things. Are happening here. And of course, one mentioned Jerry Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age of the Cigars of Cuba, it was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamas Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo Back to the market, with over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic cut Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and his son, who stole it, brought their very own brand to market, and each contain that authentic cut leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Classic. Each represent that golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retailer, be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every draw. And finally, by Drew Estate. Dark, bold, and unapologetic. Blackened Cigars at M81 by Drew Estate is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest, darkest, and heaviest depths of Maduro Tobacco. A masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distilling's Rob Dietrich, and Drew Estate's Jonathan Drew. The All Maduro Blackened Cigars M-E-D-1 by Drew Estate is a rich and powerful but beautifully balanced cigar offering tantalizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso that's perfect for life celebrations and times of reflection. You can find these at your Drew Diplomat detailer. And as always, remember all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California Studios for the Thursday Primetime Show. Well, welcome everybody. This is Primetime during Time Jukebox, episode 89. Uh This is a mid-February edition. We, if you're listening to this today, it's the day after the Super Bowl. So you already know who won. But we're recording this the day before the Super Bowl here. And it's Will Cooper. I'm in the Podomo Scar Studios on the Black Stage. And I'm joined uh, on the other end of the planet by my good friend and colleague, Mr. Dave Burke. Hello, Coop. How are you doing today? How are you, man? It looks like another hot, hot one down in uh, the yeah, hot, uh, yeah. But the sun will uh, go above the roof
1: in a little bit, so it'll uh, give me some shade in this. Oh, probably like half an hour or so. So that should be good. Um, yeah, yeah. No, we get to. I'm excited. We get to talk Hall of Fame. We get to talk. What did we get right and what
0: did we get wrong in the
1: Emmys? Yeah. Some big surprises at the Emmys, so it'll be interesting to talk about.
0: Yeah, though you know, um, it's funny because you and I have had these discussions, okay? And it's like we have these feelings about the Grammys and the um. Oh, Grammys! Sorry, I said Emmys. Yeah, yeah, I knew what you meant uh, the Grammys and um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But mm. I'll be honest, like why I want—I said Dave—we have to do it because this just generates so much discussion and so yeah. much debate every year that uh, the people have spoken on this. I, I think you and I, if we were idealistic enough, we'd say screw it, right? But I think this generates a lot a, a lot of attention here. Um, So I think it's worth doing. I mean, people just get involved with the discussion, and I think that we like to encourage that. So I'm excited. Well, yeah, I'm excited today. Yeah,
1: I mean, Coop and I really didn't have a Hall of Fame show planned. And then, like, he was getting lots of emails from people asking what we thought about the induct the nominee the nominees so like oh well we should do it
0: we should do it yeah um and while it, like the not the inductions don't happen till may but no. um there's plenty of time to uh and you have an opportunity to vote we'll explain about that as well not how much your vote counts i'm not gonna promise you too much but uh so i mean you have plenty of time and you can listen to our thoughts on this and i'll tell you something not to give too much away, Dave and I have some big differences this year. I think we agree on a lot, but we I think there's stuff we disagree on too today, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun.
1: We do, yeah, we do. Um, no, it'll be it'll be interesting. I had to sort of because the it's like the it's like we talked about the Grammys. Like I try to think of it in terms of not who do I want in, but who do I think will get yeah. in. If yeah, that makes sense.
0: And I think we kind of worked more towards the latter with this exercise. Is like. Mm. Um, in terms of that, like who we, uh, you know, like locks and borderlines and misses, you know? Mm. Yeah.
1: But it's the website, Coop. It is com, which you can email at CigarJutebox um, at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, we got a couple features because uh, uh, it's Black History Month, but it's also the 50 Years of Hip Hop, which we'll talk We'll talk about when we talk about the Grammys. Yes. Is that... Um, that's going on. There's a big special on PBS. I think it's hosted by Chuck D uh, on that. So check that out. So I got a, a hip hop like feature. Um, so have a look at that. Um, yeah, we also have, we did it a while ago, uh, like a civil rights playlist. Like a lot of uh, artists with songs that were used the civil rights movement or about the civil rights movement, which would be some good listening kind of musics impact on civil rights. We have that playlist, which uh, I'll email
0: the coop again and you can put in the notes again. Yep. We'll um, definitely do that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And then you got, well, we got the dedication show. So keep, so start sending your, um, dedications over to cigar jukebox at gmail.com.
0: There's a feature on both the jukebox and the coop website. Uh, that talks about, if you forget on the podcast, we'll be blessing that out from time to time as well. So we have something out on there for, uh, you know, if you, so we're going to keep it fresh because we want to get these in, um, do that show at the end, uh, the later part of March. So, yep.
2: Mm.
0: Now, before we get into like too much music news, we also got the Coops new oldies ten top ten, which is yeah. very exciting. I love that. Feature. No, thank you. Um, we have um, I have put out my first two picks as of today. Uh, by Monday, there'll be, uh, number eight, number seven out. So, um, I think Dave, When by the time number eight, number seven came out, you're going to think i lost my mind with those two. Whoa. Okay. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, the, uh, this was a tough, the, the bottom part of this list was much tougher than I've had in BC. I probably could have gone to 12 to 15 this year. Oh, I debated okay. doing it, but I opted to have a, to keep the cut off at 10. Um, but yeah, we, we, but I ended up listening to those albums a lot and a couple of songs made it in there. Um, and if you, if you haven't heard, uh, Paul Oakenfold, uh, Shine yep. On makes it at 10. And then, um, probably you haven't seen this one yet, Dave, because you just woke up, but John Mellencamp, uh, surprise yes. is a surprise number nine. And that was a, an album that came up. That is strictly a one-eyed Jack featuring three songs from Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Yes. That uh I remember when that album came out. Bruce Springsteen. Angle was a that was a big uh, selling mm-hmm. point of that record. Yeah. But, you know, the one thing I'll say about this is this was not in my top 10 probably about a month ago. And this one did. Oh, OK. Crawl in it. And it was actually the non Springsteen songs that I really started to get into that put it over the top. But you know, Mellencamp's done nothing in my book for a long time. A long time. I've I I have a thirty-year-old daughter, and we're going further back to like he really hasn't done anything I think of value since the '80s. It's almost like he had one more album left in him, and he comes in as the older, seventy-year-old guy with the gravelly mm. voice, and he's the storyteller. And it's it's it is a. I almost think I kept this album a little lower, but um. You mm-hmm. know, I kind of tried not to get happy ears too much with it, but yeah, this one crawled in there, um, and I'm very happy that this one made it. Mm. No, it's a it's a good record. It's solid. Like I
2: said,
1: I mean, what was that? What was that record? It was the one where he was a clown on the front. It was like Mister. Yeah, uh, that it was in the 90s anyway, and that, that's the last record of any consequence that. So for him to well, a him coming out with a record this year was very surprising. Um, and then for it to be, uh, as good as it was, was, you know, even doubly great for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to look up this record because it's going to kill me. Um uh, but that was the, it was like when he first, it was like his first comeback. I mean, if you count this as his second comeback, um, it was kind of his first, oh, it's uh, oh, Mr. Happy go lucky. That's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that came out in '96, and he's put out records since then, but nothing's that's really.
0: I, I I really look at after he put out Big Daddy in '89. He really I haven't really been wowed by anything. He's had better chart success in Australia. Um, mm. but if you do look at Mr. Happy Go Lucky, he just stopped having top 10 albums after that, I mean, yes. Was, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah, you look it, at the it, albums after that, it's yeah, it, it is, it has like been a sinking ship for him. Um, even this album didn't pe. it only made 196 on the Billboard top 100, uh, 200, but it actually climbed up on the folk albums. And uh, mm. it, 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 uh, like I said, I, I thought it was a good key, like but I don't want to say Melon has been. Useless because he has done a lot with Farm Aid over these years too. So I think, but it's just that the new music really wasn't, and I'd always go check it out, right? But this is, I'm like, finally something's clicked for the first time in like 33 years. Something's clicked with this guy. So, no, that's great.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I guess it's just like he just fell off the musical sort of consciousness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and like I said, I think the Springsteen stuff helped. Uh, but I think there's he really brings that storytelling element that, you know, yeah. he had he had that going back with like Scarecrow and the Lonesome Jubilee in the mm-hmm. 80s, which in any I just I don't know, the storytelling got weak after that. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's hard to put out sustained music for that long. Like, I think, I think the only people that really done that with not a whole lot of with very minimal dips would be like Springsteen. Yeah. And like, you know, Willie Nelson, who we'll talk about later, maybe. I mean, yep. yep. Um, but no, Dolly pardon, but, um, but I think what the Springsteen songs did was it brought it, brought that record into the musical consciousness. Like it got it some exposure. Yeah. And then, but then he had to carry it. Right. You're right.
0: Like you can't just rely on those tracks. Like you gotta carry. No, Exactly. But those other tracks, they just, when you start really getting into the lyrics, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, it's actually pretty good. And that actually, this album was the one that delayed the, the ten coming out because I said, you know what? I think there's more to this album. I really got to give it a couple more listens to, um, mm. and and that's kind of what happened. And this kind of pulled up into the top ten in the end. Nice. I mean, the other thing
1: in music news is, of course, the Grammys happen. We'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Um But unfortunately, I mean, I guess the sad news is the death of Bert Bacharach, Coop, who, who that I mean, even though. I mean, it's hard to say it's
0: a surprise when it's someone of his age, but it, I was surprised. Yeah, I think most people were surprised. I don't think this was a thing that people saw coming like, um, at all. So I think mm. they were, and he was 94, the guy lived an incredible life, but yeah. Um, and if you don't know who Burt Bacharach is, um, he really is maybe the most prolific pop songwriter that we've had in the last 50 years. So um, and he had some, he was He's tied very closely to Dion Warwick, but he's done mm. a lot of songwriting, this guy. So, um, you know, he is widely respected in his peers in the industry mm. here. Um, and you know, I, if, if the Grammys were held a week or a week later, I guarantee you they because we'll talk about with the Grammys, it was a tribute piece, mm. but back, right? I guarantee you he gets a tribute next year at the Grammys.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: it's gonna be, he'll have a whole yeah. tribute performance. Yeah. Like, he'll have, yeah. yeah.
0: This guy should have this guy should have a whole wing in the Hall of Fame as far as I'm concerned. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, mean, I
1: don't know about you, Coop, and you put it in your notes, but like I I wasn't overly. I mean, I knew how great he was, but I it was like I really knew him with his work with Dion Warwick was where is my main connection point
2: with him.
0: Yeah, I think that's what most people and that's really what kind of boosted him Um. But you know, he wrote. I say a little prayer, which was Dion and Aretha Franklin did it. Um, I really, because I'm a big Herb Alpert fan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he did. He wrote a very big hit for Herb Alpert. Uh, this guy's in love, and he wrote Arthur's theme, which was Christopher Cross's song. He's written mm-hmm. stuff for Tom Jones. I mean, he. The list goes. If you look at it, the list goes on and on. What he's what he's what he's written for. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely, and I think.
1: I mean, I think even kind of younger people know of him because it's, it's just sort of like he's a very he's just very well known just generally speaking,
2: yeah, Even if you I,
0: don't know his songs like you knew of him, you know of him. he um you know he did a lot of stuff also he really um what's the word I'm going? he also did a lot with um films and scores and stuff like that. You know, he's mm. like he's had he's won an Academy Award for like doing music for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He he's won Academy Awards for Arthur. Um, mm. You know, there's there's a lot he is he is you know done. He he has performed some stuff on his own. By the way, he's not in the Rock and Roll yes. Hall of Fame, which is an absolute disgrace. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, I could just go on. He, you know, with with. But if you look at his discography, the early stuff he's done has been definitely around Dion Warwick, and and uh, but he's done stuff for people like Richard Chamberlain, Doris Mm. Day, um, you know. I guess that I I could just uh, Manfred Mann, Tom Mm. Jones. Dusty Springfield, mm-hmm. um, yeah,
1: Dusty Springfield. Yeah, Dusty Springfield.
0: Yeah, like I said, Herb Albert. Uh, he, and then, you know, he had this Neil Diamond, too. Uh, you know, Heartlight is is a, by the way, Heartlight is a Burt Bacharach song people don't realize. Um, but he had this resurgence in the 80s, which people don't realize. I think he kind of, in the 70s, kind of like in the early 70s, he kind of started to fizzle out. And that's when he started focusing on more scores and movies. And then in the mm-hmm. 81, he starts coming back, I think, with the success of Art, Art, um, Arthur and Neil mm. Diamond, uh, Rod Stewart. So he had this kind of a. Uh, he even wrote stuff for Ray Parker Jr., Jeffrey Osborne, Elder Barge. I mean, the list goes on uh. and on. And Elvis Costello, "Toledo" mm. is the song. So I mean, he, he he's an in the insiders of this business. Burt Bacharach is is a is a legend. Oh yeah. He, behind the scenes, you probably just don't think of him as. I think Dionne Warwick's the closest one you'll think of with that. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean that. I mean that's what is. I mean that's. I mean Deanna Warwick for me is a connection point in a lot of ways.
2: Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. I loved her.
1: I loved her when I was a child, so I connect with a lot of music through her. But like, yeah. I mean, I we, what I would love to see is like a tribute album with like you know All a bunch st- of artists. Like, a, yeah, a bunch of like newer artists like breathing new life into these. They sort of did that with um, Wilco. Yeah. And uh um they did that with uh Wilco and what what was the and Billy Bragg when they did Mermaid Avenue. Yeah. Which sold huge and it was like a record of all Woody uh, Guthrie songs. Yeah. Um and it went huge and then they're like, Who's this Woody Guthrie guy? And then like his music went huge. Um so I hope it's the same with Brett Backwack. You breathe new life in these songs and people look back at the older stuff. You know, kind of
0: breathe some new life into it. That'd be good. That'd be it's nice. Just, so, Harry Styles, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift. I know you're all listening. This is important. Okay. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. But this get is important. That you, you folks like you, get behind this. Record some of these. These there's there's a ton of music. I'm sure you guys can find something. Put together this tribute album because, because. The music of Burt Bacharach, I'm afraid, is going to get lost with future generations. And there is yes. some really good, like, there's songs, Dave. If you look at the list, you'll probably say, I didn't know it was a Burt Bacharach song. And, and it is. So, um, get Beyonce on there. Beyonce, yep. Um, oh, yep. Uh, I mean, you know. yeah, I mean, it's just ripe for doing that, isn't it, Coop? Because of his, yeah.
1: his work and, yeah, but I mean, hopefully they'll do something like that. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah, I, I agree on it as well because I think, uh, it would really, uh, I think, it, like I said, I think it would really be something that you could have um, generations to come with that. Um, uh, yeah, get some get some big names on it. You know,
1: like we're saying, yeah, get some big, some big names on it. I think it'll
0: do quite well because the songs are like timeless, really. Yeah, you know, it was ironic because this week I heard that Dolly Parton and Dionne Warwick are going to be collaborating together. Are they? Yeah. Um, Coop, yeah, and I don't know if it's a Burt Bacharach song, but it's apparently it's it's going to be more of a gospel duet, is from what I understand. Oh, I'm I don't gonna... know if Berger was involved, but it was just kind of ironic. I I saw that this week, and I'm like, uh, oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, so so definitely, uh, but Dion announced that. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yep. Uh, Dion's wa- getting up there as well.
0: Dion's getting up there as well. Uh the song is called "Peace Like a River." Is the name of okay. the Yep. So definitely something to keep. We'll have to keep an eye out for, uh, for sure. Well, I know Dolly has
1: like her own label that she does a lot of gospel stuff on. Yeah. Like if you look at Dolly, like a lot of her latest singles and stuff are all kind of like gospel inspired. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. That doesn't surprise me. No. Oh, love, love, love that little Dolly nugget. Yep. And go out and get the Dolly biscuit mix, by the way.
0: Yep. Everybody listening. By the way, you can get a special edition like uh, Kit. I got an email like for 40 bucks. You can get all the mixes. uh, Jesus. Yeah. I got the – Coop sent me
1: the, uh, the, uh, the the cake. Yeah. With the icing. We've been making that, and it's been a hit. She's got like cornbread now or something like that, I think. She does. Yeah. I think it's cornbread, biscuits, and then maybe another cake or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we go off the news, I to, and, yeah, the, that,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go.
0: All right. So this is kind of late breaking. So that's why I didn't know if you had it in the notes. I was, but I was talking about before. So just so you know, the power of jukebox. on um, Power. People actually do listen to the show. Okay. Well, we
1: to listened. That's why she put those singles out.
0: Yeah, yeah. She yeah, heard the now or never. Exactly. Exactly. Harry Styles heard it when the Harry Styles heard it. Yep. Yep. But we actually were contacted by a PR firm uh for uh the sports book site VegasInsider.com. And VegasInsider.com it's kind of like what you see like Cigars International do. You know, they have obviously they have that product, which is gambling, but they also write content around it, right? Mm. So it's it is a pretty big site. And our the PR firm conducted us and they had seen the last week's episode of Jukebox, where we previewed um, the halftime show. And they asked us, they sent us some surveys that they did around us that they published on the website, and they gave us permission to republish it. I just wanted to, I'll briefly go through it here, but you can read the detail on the website. So there were a few things, okay? Now, the first thing they did is they they surveyed who is the most wanted guest. Like they surveyed people saying, who do you want? And we talked about this specifically last week. Who do you want most to be the guest performer at um, the um, at the Super Bowl halftime show? Mm. And Dave, do you know who it was?
1: Now, I think I, I think you sent it to me. So was it was it is it Brittany? Was it Brittany?
0: Is it was. The, or is it... Yeah, it was Brittany with 22 percent first. But the second place one surprised me. Okay, I don't know the second Eminem, 19.46. Which, oh, it's had Eminem. Come on. Right? Yeah. It's on. Yeah. The third one. Really? Yeah, the okay. third one was ASAP Rocky. ASAP okay. Rocky. Yep. And fourth Except was none. Uh... And they were both around
1: 14%. Okay. So, interesting. So, there is a view out there that is Rihanna so big that you don't bring on anyone. Right. Um, which I can see that because of, but at the same time, I think Coop and I were saying they're starting to move away from that, so I don't know if that'll happen, but it's, I don't think it's a totally, you know, I, I don't think so either. Idea I
0: don't think so either. Um, there wasn't yeah, inter- yeah. yeah, yeah. The there was a very interesting one though at number 15 at 6.9 percent, McCartney. Yeah. Really? I don't see it, guys. I'm s I am i do not see all I don't see it. I was shocked prob- yeah. yeah. I was shocked Diana wasn't on this list because again she's from the Arizona that's, area.
1: That's surprising too. Yeah. Where did Jay-Z go on it?
0: Uh Jay Z was thirteen at eight point two eight percent.
1: I think he's almost a lock. But
0: I think again you talked about the whole connection with there as well. <laughs> I mean the the the
1: thing with that we spoke about with Rihanna is that she's so big. Could you get away with her, like having a guest on and her doing one of their songs with them? And the Britney one is if Britney's on, I could see people liking that and being cool, but yeah. they'd have to do a Britney. They'd have to do a Britney song, surely. Like they're not,
0: they'd right. have to. But I can see, remember I was talking about Pink, who didn't make the list actually, oh, kind of fulfill that, that same role. Mm-hmm. Remember what I talked about the rock band angle. They yeah. had Coldplay as as number ten, which was the mm-hmm. highest of those rock bands, nine point one five percent, followed by Maroon Five, eight point seven one. That's not happening. They, these guys have done shows already. I don't see them coming back. I don't uh, see
1: it like with Eminem. Like the reason Bruno Mars came back is his show is such a success. The,
0: yeah. That they, yeah, but I don't see the other. I mean, I don't see those shows as being. And we're gonna talk as in another. I'll talk about another uh, result in a second. Um, with with the show, all time shows, yeah. Now the interesting thing, Coop, uh-huh. is that when
1: Dolly Parton like couldn't do it because of her husband and and declined. Yep. She wasn't asked by the NFL like she was asked by Katy Perry herself. So I wonder if Rihanna has like has certain people that she wants to do it with. Like, is she asking people, like, you know, does she get the... sort? I mean, I would assume she'd get the freedom to kind of do that if she wants.
0: She certainly could ask for that freedom. I think she's it's, earned it's that. It's Rihanna. You know, yeah, I think it, anyone doing the soup... Like, I, I don't know if Bruno Mars... I'm assuming Bruno Mars got that when he asked the Red Hot Chili Peppers to come mm, on. So, I think that's a possibility. Man, I
1: wonder... It'll be exciting. We'll see if we're right or wrong. I mean, like I said, I could easily see her doing it solo.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um. Pretty Spears would be cool though, man. Pretty cool. We didn't think of that one. We didn't think of that one to be honest with you. No, we didn't. No. It'd be cool though. Um. You know, there's another name. I know. You know I want to hit a couple of the other ones. Nicki Minaj. was the one we didn't. I didn't think of. I could see that mm. one as well. Eight point eight percent, number eleven. So. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Yep. Anybody I mean listening to this, the show's already over, so you can we're talking about this, but it's probably over at this point, so you'll see how right or wrong this is.
1: Can you imagine Britney coming out and they do toxic? Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh you'll just lose it.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited for the halftime show, Coop. This is the most excited I've been (laughs) for halftime show like ever. I
0: know. I got asked to do a a a a halftime show during the game, um, like a, a cigar one. So I'm gonna have to record it if I do that, which I which I usually do it anyway. So because I I have to like, go back sorry. and re-watch it. Yeah, I know you. Amazon. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Here... Uh,
1: Well, what I gotta do here? I was talking to Anna about it. Um, I'm gonna have to tape the show because sometimes Coop and we'll get about it with the Grammys. Sometimes, like when I try and go back to watch clips because of. Regional agreements and stuff like I can't find them, and I'd be af- afraid that I wouldn't be able to find the halftime show, so I gotta tape the whole game.
0: Yeah, no, um, it is tricky with that. Um, I could tell you that's very tricky with, with regional stuff, uh, when you get cross co- continent, mm. especially. Um, hey, just an FYI, you, I know you haven't seen Purple Rain. Uh, mm-hmm. if you have Pluto TV, which is a free streaming service online, Ooh. you don't have to. They're showing it. I just don't know if the Australian version is showing it. But Ooh, check it out. You may want to check it out. But if you're in the U.S., Purple Range is playing for free right now. And I know you haven't check seen it. it That's why. Yeah.
1: No. I'll check that. I got the um, I got the purple colored vinyl when I went to America. I got it from Target.
0: Yes. Yeah. Good job. good job. Um. Yeah. Hey, let me just read a couple more of these survey things because I know we're going to. I don't want
2: to. Uh, oh, yeah. Go for but, it.
0: Um, okay. So there was a survey. What was the most desired song to be performed at the halftime show? It was diamonds by all Yes. By, yep. Followed by "Don't Stop the Music" and all of the lights. Now I got a little inside
1: info for you, Coop. Uh huh. But I don't know what it, I don't know what it's like for the Super Bowl commercials in America, right? But the like commercials promoting the Super Bowl here, all have diamonds at like as the song playing
0: in the commercial. Interesting. So maybe, yeah. They are NFL
1: They're NFL commercials like hey Australia watch the you know whatever. And so, it's so Yeah, it's clips it's clips, cl- it's, of, the, it's of, clips the... of the game and Diamonds
0: is playing underneath. Yeah. So most likely they're getting that from the mm. game. Yeah, well, I would assume
1: what they're doing is there. If that's part of their promotional material, like they're going to want her to sing it. Yep. I would I would
0: imagine.
1: Yep. It's little it's little inside info. Little you overseas know, info.
0: Yeah, no. Um, another one. Just another survey. What was the favorite halftime show over the last ten years? Actually, the last eleven years. Number one was last year's show. Oh, okay. That's well, yeah. a good show. In last place was the weekend the year before. Really? Yeah, the weekend did pretty bad. Wow. And then the year before that, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira was number two.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I can
0: see that. Coldplay and Maroon, this is why I don't think Coldplay and Maroon 5 are in play. Here, they they were second and third worst. Dang. Yeah, so uh, I was shocked Bruno Mars was only a four. I thought he was the best. If I voted on this, Bruno Mars would have been my pick. Right. Yeah. Okay. last question. and This is, I think, very interesting, and this is right up your alley. The question Mm. was, to what extent are you going to watch the Super Bowl this year? Okay. Fifty five point four eight percent says I'm gonna watch the game and the halftime show. Yep. Twenty one point four percent said I'm only watching the game. Oh what? Yeah. Uh 12.25% said I'm not watching the game or the halftime show. Really? Yep. That's and then this is the most interesting one. And you probably fall into this category. I'm only gonna watch the halftime show. I know. uh point eight percent—that's a lot of people, Dave. That is a lot. You know, and that's yeah. it. It's gonna be. This is why they're gonna get numbers on this halftime
1: show because you got sixty-five percent of the people. Yeah, sixty-five percent of the people are gonna. Well, I mean, like, when's what? the last time? When's the last time you use the halftime show artist to promote the game? Which is yeah. what? Yeah, because like the commercials here yeah. are all playing Rihanna. Yeah, and like showing pictures of her interspersed with pictures of football
0: yeah so so, yeah yeah no i'm excited yeah so um you'll have links to this data uh in in the show notes it's on cigar jukebox there's an article that has all this uh thanks to the vegas insider uh folks for sharing that with us that was very timely i wish we could have had it for last week's show but you know they they only saw what we did so do appreciate Mm -hmm. those guys on that um and like I said, it was nice to see they paid attention to what we had. So literally, they did. Like I said, literally, they really did look at what we had, and that's why I thought we were interested.
1: It's interesting. I'm sure you could put money on the halftime show. So I wonder if, I wonder if with the with those surveys, if it's betting, um, if the betting they odd, make up bets for that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm sure that's what's driving a lot of this. So, so I would guarantee you, there's some books that have this. Uh, well, particular. I mean, with ten percent of the people only watching that, that's they can make money off that. Absolutely, ten percent of a uh, you know audience—that's huge. I mean, yeah, yeah. When you go into the links of this, if you want to see the favorite song by Rihanna by fan team base, they even have that data. So if you want to see, oh yeah, uh, what the favorite Rihanna song is by the Packers fan, you can go look at that. So, oh, so uh, yeah, well, by this Packers fan, it's.
1: Uh... What uh, I would say, uh, well, I like the new ones. I would say Diamonds is my favorite, probably.
0: Uh, Diamonds was the most popular answer, but it was Don't Stop the Music here. God, I love Green that ba- song. Green- Yeah, that's a good song. I mean, that's. A, I think those. I had both Diamonds and Don't Stop the Music on my set list. So, uh, listen to
1: Rude Boy the other day. Oh, yeah. that's a good song. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rihanna. Yeah. Hey, can we make the halftime show longer? Can it be like an hour? <laughs> 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 I'm like. I'm like I'm like the exact opposite of whoever read that comment that they don't care about. I'm like the opposite of that comment. There. <laughs> oh boy, yeah! I if can... I was a player, I would skip the halftime adjustments
0: and stand on the field and watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> like forget that. You know, I this is going to be a very good Super Bowl, Dave. I mean, in in all series, oh yeah, yeah. This going to be great. Yeah, despite what I heard uh Garrett say this morning on KMA radio. Oh, he, what did he pick? Yeah, uh, he said it's going to be a is dud he like of a Chiefs game. like
1: 35 rip or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, but he has a he called it a dud of a game. I'm like, no, this is going to be a Really? Game. Yeah, I think this is one for like well like again, if you're listening to this, the games already taken place. So uh you could, we'll know how right or wrong is what we're saying, but I think it's a great game.
1: It's the number one seed in each. Like, how can it be? It's the best possible matchup you could have.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And we would
1: what would, would he have preferred, like 49ers or something?
0: Oh, I like prefer the Vikings. His Vikings went out to the Giants. Remember that?
1: Well, can you imagine that game? Yeah. That would have been like 85 to rip. Like, yep. Mahomes would have gotten a thousand. They, yeah. made, da, they made Daniel Jones. Look like Joe Montana.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know.
2: <laughs> I know. So I
1: don't know how that defense would have gone. Yeah. Anyway, I digress.
2: That,
1: no, I, that that comment is insane.
2: Yep.
0: Oh, uh, but
1: the other thing that's insane was our uh, Grammy picks, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yes. Um. Yeah. We'll... Bobby review of the day. I just put the media panel. So check out the media panel. Yeah. The illustrious uh... coupe is on it.
0: Yeah, Seth couldn't make it. He had something come up on the home front, unfortunately. Um, so he, you know, I know he uh, really wanted to be there. Um, and we had Charlie Minato on. Really good discussion. We hit all the big, big things of the year. There's a lot of consensus talks. So definitely check that out. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a really good show. So uh, we yeah, held I off on doing a lot, fire. like all the other stuff, until Aaron got his stuff done this year. So uh, I think it was, but I think it was a good show.
1: There's some fire. There's some no now or
0: never, though. Now or never is our It's Dave's deal, so
1: Ooh, yeah, fire.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Check that out. So Hall of Fame. So we just got Hall of Fame cigars. Yep. Uh, I'll introduce mine first. Um, this is what I got from Garrett in Minnesota. So this is the original Tatuaje Frank. Yes. Hall of Fame cigar right here, Coop.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I had it. Um. I really liked it. So I'm not gonna tell you any more, but it was uh yeah, it was great. Uh the Frank blend I think is one of Pete's best. And by the way, we had Pete on primetime this past Thursday. So mm, look
1: at all yeah. the tie there. Yeah, yeah. Now is this the first monster Coop? It was, wasn't
0: it? It's the first monster, but that's the re-release of it. So yep. for a lot of guys like Bear and myself, and probably Garrett and you, this is the first time we had a chance to smoke the original Frank blend. That yep, original yep. size. There's been a lot of offshoots uh, since then. There has been. I think it's. I think all the offshoots have been really good, except for the uh, the Petite Lancero I didn't like. And I think the reason why the Petite Lancero wasn't good is it was rounded, not box pressed, and that's a box okay. pressed cigar. But uh, it's a big, it's a big cigar you got going there.
1: Nice, you got like talk of Hall of Fame cigars, Coupaz V1 here.
0: Yeah, so I actually cut it already because I was like worried I. Uh, I just was anxious. Uh, this is an Opus X, but this is in the infamous Shark shark, shark Size that's famous in the Añejo. So the Shark Size is box-pressed, and then it converts to a Parejo by the tapered head. Uh, this is a rarity in the Opus X. This is more common in the Añejo line, but they do this mm-hmm. size in some other blends. Very rare. This is in the Opus X. This is something that's usually seen in like Cigar Family Charitable Foundation samplers or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward. This is, you know, Hall of Fame here. Real, this is a true unicorn. So, mm. I'm going to put fire on this thing and gently toast it and get going here.
1: It's such a cool size, isn't it? It, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's just, yeah, It's I love it. Oh, I do, too. Yeah, the Añejo, yeah, like Coop said, that's a great line, but yeah.
0: Yeah, the añejo is the Broadleaf, yeah. But, you know, they don't do this size a lot, and, uh, no. you know, they usually, this, this Opus X, you know, they've typically done it for the charitable foundation.
1: Ooh. Coop's lighting that up. Well, while you're lighting that up, I will set up what's next, which is Grammys. So, Coop and I did a Grammys prediction, so it's only right to, like, see how we did. Raiders. Um, um yeah, I didn't get to watch the show. I watched performances on clips. Uh, so I guess just before you get into like how we did, what are your, sort of your thoughts on performances? Because, uh, like we said, one of the big things about the Grammys is the performances. What are your What are your thoughts? Yeah, on,
0: and I'm gonna leave that? the hip hop one to you because I know you have that in there, uh, which was really, really uh, uh, it was good. But I'll let you. But I, I have two moments that really stood out um during this show for me. Uh the first one was uh the guy who I'm really uh getting behind and really mm. just I think this guy's the the sky's the limit for him, and that's Steve Lacey. Uh he came out uh he did his big hit uh Bad Habit with Thundercat. I thought it mm. was <laughs> I thought of the non well, of the you know, not the big collaborations. This is kind of still a collaboration. Yeah. I thought it was one of the best performances. And I'm like, this is maybe setting the table for him to, to <laughs> roll. roll there. We'll get to that. Right. <laughs> so he, he was really good. And, and then the other one was uh, they did a really good uh, series of uh, In Memoriam songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they mm-hmm. focused around uh, Loretta Lynn. And mm-hmm. Coal Miner's Daughter was performed by Casey Musgraves. Yes. Um, they did a takeoff they did a, a tribute to takeoff that was Quavo and Maverick City mm. music um and then um songbird uh was done uh for uh Christine McVie, performed mm. by Bonnie Ray Cheryl Crow and Mick Fleetwood now mm. there's a couple of things I just want to mention about the Fleetwood Mac piece for a second um we didn't talk about this but apparently Lindsey Buckingham, did go to Christy McVie's, I guess, memorial funeral and uh, was with Stevie Nicks. And apparently okay. it was all reports are it was very, very, you know, they kind of came together. OK, that's everything. Uh, but right before the show, they asked Mick Fleetwood about the future of Fleetwood Mac. And he oh. said on, this was on the red carpet. He said, it looks like we're done. So whoa. Yeah. Looks like Looks like we are de- well, you think about it, they only have 3 original members now left. Wow. Um because if Lindsay's out, you have Stevie Nicks and John McVie left. Mm. Um and you know, at that point, you know, they are getting into the mid 70s a lot of them right now. So but that, you know, so what what I take from that is I think they'll be on hiatus at least for now. Mm. And you know, I, I don't think it's a bad thing that, you know, They didn't tell Lindsey Buckingham to go pound sand, you know. Yeah. I've been to funerals, and I've seen people, like, who come (laughs) back, and they're told to get out. I mean, apparently that didn't happen. So, and I heard, I guess, all the reports from every entertainment agency said it it appeared to be a positive thing that he he was there with Stevie. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, that was good. So, those are my two, those are my two, uh, um, things, um. Um I got two I got
1: uh I'll save the hip hop one for last because there's a little controversy yep. with that one. And um I love the Sam Smith unholy, like where he's all wearing like devil top hat and like Yeah going and they have like multiple stages and it's all red and that was cool. Yep. I thought that was a, a cool a cool one. Um and the fifty years of hip hop, so they had like a bazillion people so um they had well Sultan pepper ll cool j missy was out there public enemy was out there run dmc was out there like they had everybody now the controversy i think was that people were like oh why is that person out here why for wu-tang clan did they only have method man and not yeah. you know the other members like ghost faced or expected deck or something um I think and 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 Love, who helped curate it and like put it together, talked about it. And it's something that we forget about, Coop. And, and, and like even talking about the Super Bowl, it's like all these artists have different contractual arrangements
2: and yeah. yeah. They
1: might be recording there or they're not allowed to to like perform here and it's just like once you get into booking people for stuff, it gets very complicated.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't take that as like, hey, you know, like Common wasn't there for whatever. You know, he may be yeah. shooting a movie or something like that. And it is very tough. And look, frankly, some of these are, you know, look, some of these artists don't exactly get love from the uh, Academy either. So um, no, so they could have yeah, denied
1: that. They could have said, well, you're only having me out there to do the chorus like I'm yep. out there for yep. like, you know, 30 seconds. Like, what's the point? Yeah. So they're like when you're trying to wrangle like, I mean, I think in that segment they had like. 10, like, even more,
0: like 10 artists or something. It was a so lot. If, it was a lot. of Salt and Pepper were out there. Uh, yeah. Jeff,
1: yeah. It's hard to, it's hard logistically to sort of choreograph something like that. So, there was just a little bit of controversy about people that got left out of that. Um, but with something so big, I mean, you know, it would take the whole show to really
0: do it justice. They only had like 10 minutes or something. Do you consider it truly the 50th anniversary of hip hop?
1: Uh, now are they so I think what they're doing is it what since the
0: release of um whatever it is of um rappers delight rappers but I think rappers delight came along later that's why I was one rappers delight that came along like in like seventy nine I, th- I think so I mean where it gets
1: interesting right is and we sort of talked about this a little bit with yeah. uh biz Marquee a little bit yeah is um. You have on the east and west coast, before hip hop is like released, quote unquote, all these like shows and you know, mixes and people doing like I mean the whole Rapper's Delight came about because like Blondie took um Niall Rogers to like some backyard Bronx hip hop show or something where they were breakdancing to to his stuff. And like so it's very re- it gets really it, it, it gets really Ambiguous about where you draw the line. I mean, I think you know you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. So I, it just gets difficult because you had so much stuff going on that maybe wasn't released or was only like house shows
0: and it, and you know it's yeah. kind of like when rock started, right? A lot of people look at when yeah. Bill Holley and the Comets performed, yeah. but was he really the la- I mean the first one? In this case, I know they were looking at DJ Cool Herc, and you know he was a Jamaican guy who kind of started this. Mm -hmm. you know, movement. So that rappers, I think, was like 79 or 80, I want to say. So I don't know. It's kind of I wondered. I wondered about it it, because, again, you have a lot. A lot of people don't remember. There's a lot of overlap with with uh, reggae, with with hip hop, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: you could almost almost go all the way back to like, you know, I mean, it's all based on like that sort of oral tradition tradition yeah of like forever of like call and response gospel and like i mean it, you could go you could go all the way back to like you know 1902 yeah. like really but yeah but i think i mean i think you gotta draw the line somewhere i mean i think that it's a good thing to have just to celebrate it i think it's like all the stuff that's coming out i think it's great for hip-hop all the shows and, yeah like, i think and at some point you have to and set stuff.
0: a line in the stand and say okay this is uh this is going to be the uh the start date you know and yeah, i think right, like, Coop,
1: like yeah go ahead sorry i was gonna
0: say bill H- they did it with bill haley in the comments they said rock around the clock was it and that's when the birth of yeah. rock happened i mean but it, well, but you probably argue it was a little earlier or later too depending on it
1: well then it's like with rock it's like well you draw you draw the line there but it's like what's well, so influenced by blues is there you know yeah, i mean, that's the thing with that's the thing with art. There's no real beginning or end. It's just like one sort of evolving it, from the other.
0: Yeah, so I guess at some point you have to recognize this is the, this yeah. is the year to yeah, recognize yeah. and they just did it. Yeah.
1: I mean, the thing about it, it's a commercial thing, right? Like, I mean, it's to market yep. hip-hop, it's to market these shows, so Um. Exactly. You know, yep. But it's very arbitrary. Yep. Um. Speaking of arbitrary, some of the decisions by the Grammy's coup. So uh, I'm
0: just going through yeah, let's, let's go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have never. Uh, I'll I'll save my thought until the end of this. Let me save my thought until <laughs> the, the wrap up on it. But but boy, there's some head scratches. I'm just gonna say this here. So, and I texted Coop this. Uh, yeah, I blew up. I waited uh, but... for Dave to watch it before I told him the result, right? Because I wanted to see what is. And then when I saw, I see the message come on my phone. I'm like, oh, here it comes.
1: Here it comes. <laughs> I don't
2: um, know what's gonna happen.
1: But um. So what I did was I took the categories that Coop and I picked. So we're not going to talk about every category.
0: Right. We just made the ones just we made predictions in. Yep.
1: The ones we made predictions in. What did we predict? And who's the ultimate winner? And we'll just have a yep. little chat about that. Yep. Yep. So first, thing we had record of the year. Uh, Coop uh, wanted Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, which is good. He thought Harry Styles as it was would make it. That's solid. Yeah. Yep. I wanted Doja Cat because I like that record a lot. Um, and I also thought Harry Styles, because I thought, like, Coop's right, that, that track's pretty big. And the winner is Lizzo with About Damn Time, which I'm not, um, which I'm not, well, I'm surprised about, but I still think it's a solid pick. I mean, it was a big song. She's a big artist.
0: You know, when I saw her on the list of performers, right, I, I said, all right, she's in contention for this. But oh, I didn't yeah. think, but, like, yeah. but, I, but usually when you're on the performance list, you're going to get a Grammy, right? It's kind of like if you're invited to perform, chances are they're going to give you something that night. I didn't necessarily think it was a record idea. I thought Harry Styles had this locked up. I was saying this back when the record got released. Um, I thought this was a slam dunk for him. Uh, It was everything. I I was completely blindsided by this one. Uh, But not a bad pick. Just I think there were better picks. I think all the songs we talked about, uh, who we said would win or want to live were better, but not a not a not a no. uh, it wasn't ABBA like winning this, yeah.
1: No, I think, other than one category that we'll get to, I think that this was a very deep, probably one of the deeper Grammy years in the last, yeah, like five, ten years, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so some of these we were surprised, but we're like, oh, you know, I can see that, yeah. Um, this is this is this is uh, this is the one.
0: This is the, keep, he- this, is the this is the biggest head scratcher. This is the biggest head scratcher by far. I I don't I two don't know. The anyway, of the biggest head scratcher. One of two. One of two big head One of the two. Yeah. So we have album of the year.
1: I thought Be- I wanted Beyonce to get it. I thought for sure she would get it. Yeah. Um, Coop went for Coldplay, whose shirt I'm wearing right now from their tour. Which who Dave did not want to win, by the way, this year. Who well, like, I did not want to win because <laughs> it was like the only category they're nominated. Anyway, um. So they, they got coupon on them to win, and but it's like, you know, Renaissance was huge. It's Beyonce, she wins, she hasn't won in a while, she's getting right. winner, Harry Styles, Harry's House, which is
0: I ridiculous. So let's ask this. Harry Styles has three albums out, right? Where would you mm. rank Harry Styles, Harry's House on the three album list? Third. Third. It's not a bad album. It's not a bad album. But it's not. My, it's not a good one. I mean, it's not an album of the year. It's not an album. You had. You had Beyonce sitting there with this thing, um. And it's almost like Dave. They said, "Well, you know, Harry, we're not going to give you record of the year. Oh, we're going to give you album <laughs> of the year instead." I mean, well, and then, and then like to have,
1: and this is just a me thing. And then to have like within that category, probably. What seventy five percent of the category be like people of color in some way, like either Bad Bunny yeah. or Lizzo or Beyonce yeah. or Kendrick Lamar I think was in there, and they have like the one white guy win it, I don't know. And then have
0: it be like, hey, this doesn't happen to people like me. It's like, what? What are you yeah. talking? About? But by the way, Bad Bunny was pretty good. He opened up the show. Hey, yeah, he was actually very yeah, good. Bad yeah, Bunny. good, good job by Bad Bunny. He is, he yeah, is nice, huge. nice. One of the surprise performances of the night, I thought. I got to yeah. say
1: Bad Bunny is a blind spot of mine. I got to listen to more of his music because so I, he is I, massive. Nice nice job he did. Yeah. Really did. Like he like it's hard to it's hard to state like how how big yeah. of a star yeah. he is. Yeah. I need to listen to more of that. But anyway, yeah, Beyonce, I think she's robbed. I don't know how I don't know how that happens. I don't know how it happens, Coop. I mean, you know, I know how. Cuz we'll get well, in we'll get it's it's part of a theme that I'm going to go on with Coop and rant about. It's
0: the it's the Grammys
1: getting in their own way.
0: It, it's just when you think they're starting to do. just when you think. Last year, we were like, you know what? Yeah. Then they just go back to their old. It's, yeah. um And this next category is. Okay. This was not only the biggest the, upset of the night, but the, the biggest head scratch. It is. Far.
1: Yeah. Well, this is also the biggest. This is why people hate the Grammys. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Nothing against who won it because she's amazing, but like, okay. So you have Song of the Year. Who, who do we want to win? Coop had Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, which is a great pick. Up and coming artist. Very yeah. interesting song. I got to say, Coop, the more I listen to that record, the more
0: I like it. It's a that fr- is a great record. And the album's good, too, by the way. The album's really good, too. Yeah, it, yes. it is. It is a, th- that was me with Steve Lacey. I just felt I'm more and more I listen to it, I'm like, this song is a great song. Yeah.
1: So so Coop's, Coop's Want is a perfect, like, is a perfect, this is where we want the Academy, or we want the voters to go. Right. Something progressive, someone on the come, but still very good. Right. Who do you think as it was Harry Styles? Which we is can understandable. Live, That's we can kind of a safe it.
0: pick. Right. Yeah. You can live with it. Yeah.
1: It's a bit safe. It's a bit like, we get it. Yeah. It's Harry yeah. Styles. But, you know. Who did I want? I wanted The Hard Part 5 by Kendrick Lamar. Uh Kendrick Lamar is up for a number of awards. I'm like, oh, you put out another record. That's always interesting. Maybe you know, I'd like him to get it just to celebrate that. Get some hip hop in one of these big categories, which they kind of did with Lizzo, so that's good. Um, and who did I think? I agreed with Coop. I went safe. I'm like, it's the it's the Grammys. They'll go safe uh, as it was. Now, little did Coop and I know how safe they would actually go.
0: Boy, did they go safe!
1: Because apparently, even Harry Styles was too. <laughs> Adventurous, and they went with Bonnie Raitt just like that, which I have to admit, Coop, I didn't even know was released until she I, won.
0: I knew, I knew she was nominated. Obviously, I don't know. I just got to say, this, the Bonnie Raitt must have something on the Grammys. Is all these because of the I other said, Grammys she got? Let, let me let me tell you about this for a second. So I I pulled up this 1990. Okay, she wins Lawyer. Album of the Year for Nick of Time. Mm-hmm. Not a mm. bad album, okay. You want to hear the albums she like bested not... <laughs> John Henley's End of the Innocence, Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever. Oh,
2: that's Lion a herd
0: Roaring the Cooked, which was probably the biggest album of the past year of that year, and The Traveling Wilburys, Volume One. How does she beat those four albums? Is like, <laughs> and then this, I, Dave, this was an absolute look. I don't know what it is. This was not only this, is like there's something. I thought the people may have been dead or off the committee by now who were voting for Bonnie Raitt. I don't Raitt. know. This now, was a terrible pick. This was not even a good pick.
1: To give the track its due, it is a good track. However, it is nowhere near any... I mean, it's Bonnie Raitt being, a, being good at being Bonnie Raitt.
2: It, it's like, an it's a average, blues rock song. To
1: quote Aaron Loomis, it's average. It's an average song. <laughs> I'm not coming back to it, Coop. I don't think I'll come back to it. No. But Steve Steve Lacy, who's progressive, and is like hot right now. It's like you, you just totally stub him. You
0: have a guy. It's I'm like, telling you, what? Steve Lacy. I said this. This could be, or even Harry Styles. That was have, unbelievable. My wife sent <laughs> to Harry Styles. She likes Harry Styles. My wife, unbelievable. right? Unbelievable. Steve Lacy, you have a you it, have an African American artist, right? Forget the fact he's African American. You have an artist. This could be the next thing for the oh. next 10 years. This guy could be really something special in this day. And his album is huge. It's like huge. it is massive. He's so talented. And, 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 <laughs> and to shut Steve Lacey and Harry, uh Steve Lacey out of all three of these awards, as well as oh. Beyonce, right? Beyonce still I, got the most wins, but she got they got all of these guys just shut oh, out of the big
1: three is unacceptable. I mean I I saw that winner and I immediately thought of you Coop, and Steve Lacey. It's like how does he not win? Like what is going on? It, it, anyway, I, I, and this is like, and this is the Grammys' problem: is this stuff they fall back on these older white artists that like music has kind of passed by, and and it's great that they're to put out
0: music that's good, that's fine, but we don't have to celebrate it. Like, I don't know what's going on there at all. Look, there's no one who champions the female artist more than you. Okay. For you to come out and say this, right? And I'm glad you said it because I was wondering. I'm like, well, maybe he'll say, you know, it's good for the few. I I can't see him seeing this as good for the female artist, right? No, what's good for women artists is like Lizzo, like get some
1: women of color in there, get some people that are doing something different. Like, don't pick the same.
0: You know, good, 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 good win for Lizzo, by the way. You know, I don't want to. I mean, I didn't think it was the best song, but it was a good win for her. That's a big part of her career to get that. So that's a nice. But that's yeah.
1: But there's other there's other women in that. Even if you're gonna pick. Yeah, a woman in that. There's other women in that. Yeah. I mean, Bonnie Ray. Anyway. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna keep going, Coop, because now I go to best rock album. Oh God. And,
0: <laughs> well, and this is interesting because you wanted this one to win, but you were not oh, happy with it.
1: Yeah. There's, no. So who I wanted Ozzy to win, just because he's Ozzy. Yep. Um, but who did I think? I'm like, come on, that album's not that good. There's like a There's yeah. like one okay track on it. Uh, uh, Black Keys. That's a bit more solid album that I win. And it's yeah, safe I, we, yep, because say. They, they've been around a while. Yep. Uh, Coop had Elvis Costello, and then he thought the Black Keys as well. And then the winner is Ozzy. I put what? what?
0: Well, that I, is just my, like my, my dad from up above must have worked some magic. He's an Ozzy. He was an Ozzy fan and he loved Ozzy. So uh, that
1: is not a good album, though. Coop. I mean, it has one album, song that
0: I, my dad would have thought it, it was a good album. Yeah.
1: It has one song that I think is good. But Look, it's we root for Ozzy because he's Ozzy,
0: but the, the, the work isn't that good.
1: That's why I, I just think, yeah.
0: I mean, that album had Ozzy and
1: Jeff Beck on it. So all the old people would like go for it. And they, I mean, that's all I can think of. It's just more Grammys getting in the way of the Grammys. Yeah. I mean, it was a weak category, too, Coop. Like, it,
0: it was. was bad. It was. But my God, the Black Keys are sitting there. Again, you're looking <laughs> to make a statement, right? This is another band that, uh, you know, and I just like the Grammys, just do it again. Yeah, I, oh, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. and then we went to Best Alternative. Coop wanted We and thought We would make it. I wanted Bjork just because she was weird, thought there was no way that record would win.
0: No. And what I think was Wet Leg, and the winner is Wet Leg. Dave, that's the first one Dave got, like anyone's got right, by the way, of these. <laughs> uh, Dave got this one right. Um, I'm okay with this one. It wasn't a bad yeah. pick. It was, I didn't. Uh, they're an interesting, uh, they're an interesting band. Yeah, play. they're and doing I think some that... interesting stuff. Women artists, Women I think artists. Was good. Yeah, they, they, yep, okay. I, yep, I, I was fine with that one.
1: Um, best rap album, I thought this was very weak. This is yeah. more Grammys getting in the way of themselves, because, like, hey, God forbid, you know, put a woman in this category. Right. They haven't done it in the last two years, which is insane. They didn't, but, but I think who won it, You can't you can't I'm fine with who won it. Yeah. I'm fine with who won it, but it's like, what are you doing? Anyway, um, who did I want? I wanted Kendrick Lamar. I thought it'd be Kendrick Lamar. Coop wanted uh DJ Khaled, which he performed, didn't he? He did perform, um, and that's why I
0: was wondering if he had a shot because he was performing,
1: yeah. God did, uh, but he thought it would go to Kendrick Lamar with Mr. Uh Morale and the big steppers, and it did. Kendrick Lamar won. Um it's a very strong album. I mean, I yeah. can't. I, I mean, it's really good. Yeah. So that's not, especially, a, it's such a strong album, such a weak field. Like, I thought he was going to,
0: yeah, it for sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, no, surprise. this is another
1: Grammys getting in the way of the Grammys, Coop.
0: Oh, here we go.
1: Here we go. So, best country. Who did Coop want? Luke Combs, which is a solid pick. We talked yep. about
0: yeah, how
1: some... the awards yep. he won leading up to it. Who do you think he thought? Miranda Lambert,
0: uh, Palmino. You too.
1: Yeah, strong pick. I thought it was the weakest category. <laughs> who did? Who did I want? I took that time to talk about Dolly is up for Best Duo with Reba McIntyre, which they lost, by the way. Yes, they that did. Stinks. Um <laughs> well, yeah. But I talked about Dolly there, and I said, "It's." I said, "It's going to go to Willie," and Cooper's like, "Don't be ridiculous. That album's okay, but come on." Right. I right. said no coop. I said no coop, you don't understand. Dave Coleman. He's not gonna have many more albums out yet. And the Grammys, they cannot wait to give a
0: Grammy to Willie Nelson. They, and they can't did. wait. And they did and they, they did. did. And they did. And they Winner, did. And, Willie and, Nelson. And we have more to talk about Willie we'll too, so uh, stay tuned for that. But yeah. Uh, good I didn't see I see, <laughs> know, I know it was a weak category, but I still thought Luke Combs and Miranda Lambert had some decent decent stuff in there. Well this was, is Yeah this was
1: me not even picking based on the music I picked solely based on the Grammys being the Grammys yeah I said they're gonna they're gonna Grammy it up and they're gonna get well and they did yep yep they did now this is the strongest category I think which was the best reggae album top to bottom I think all the albums on there were yep. good yep um so Coop wanted Shaggy we thought well maybe because it's not original music it's a lot of covers yep uh he'll go to someone else and he picked coffee because coffee's one in the past and that mm-hmm. album was really in good. some in some Publications that album was up for album of the year sure I was a little yep I agree with that yeah I wanted coffee because I love I love her and mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be her for the same reason but the Grammy went to Kyber kind of pyramid with the calling which is a very
0: very good album yeah I, I was fine with this one as, as well. well I didn't shag. I didn't good, think that's... Shaggy was getting it I was I was happy he was nominated but I didn't think he was getting it yeah. But the the
1: calling which I put on album archaeology uh for that episode is an extremely good album lots of collaborations on that album. Um so it's not it's 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 fine I wanted coffee to win I thought that would have been great but I mean the, it was a very strong
0: category. Yep. Um final thoughts here Coop. All right, I have four. <laughs> the first thing is I said this the big categories completely Perplex me so you have your triple Headed monster as um, Lizzo About time Harry Mm -hmm. Styles Harry's house Mm -hmm. and Bonnie Ray I don't think we're gonna be talking About any of these wins five years from now Body rate, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Carrie. We would have talked about What's... if, as it was, got it. The album is not his best album. It's not going to be viewed at at his best as his best album compared to the first two. So they completely, I think, lost a lot of people with your yeah. showcase awards. Um, just getting it wrong. I mean. It would have been much stronger if you went record of the year, Harry Styles, album of the year, Beyonce, and song of the year, Steve Lacy. I think a lot of people would have said that's a stronger trio than what won. So they screwed that up. They the big ones. They messed this up bad. Oh, uh, they got too many nominations in there. It's 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 not good. Um, the awards ceremony and the awards did not generate the social media excitement that I. I no, wanted. it didn't. Ju- it, it, I would say. Oh,
1: sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say either performances. I think the one that generated the most response was probably the Fifty Years of Hip Hop. Yeah,
0: that was probably the one. Like, I don't think people were talking about Harry or Steve Lacy's performances. No. They weren't. No, right? no, no. Yeah. Um. There was not even this. There was almost like huh, You know, like no one got upset about Bonnie Raitt winning the 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 Blake the three. There was just no. God. You no. Know, you know, I hear people complain more about the referees than this one. Right. But on the other hand, they had big ratings, Dave. They had their biggest ratings. In, yeah, the ratings were way up in this country. It was one really. Of, they had a. Huge, That's surprising. They me. had a huge boost, right? Wow. Um And you know, the thing that really I think a lot had to do with last year's two years. It was the pandemic. There was no yeah. one in the audience last year. They had to move it because of the pandemic to a, to a, uh, not a great time of the year. Uh but the ratings were there, so they had a very they're very happy. There, there was a. I have to look to see what the number was, but there was a, a big boost. It was it was like a double-digit boost. Um, I mean, you
1: had big artists up like Beyonce and Harry and Lizzo. You had Harry performing, and you had the 50
0: years of hip-hop. So maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe that stuff generated a lot of interest. I look at my mom, <laughs> okay, interest. with the Grammys. My mom is in her 70s. She loves the Grammys. She tuned into it, even though the, normally she'll tune in because she wants to see, like, a Ringo Starr there, you know, or, yeah, yeah. you know, but there wasn't anyone there, but she was tuned into that. But I do think the older artists bring in a different demographic and then they really didn't have, except for Stevie Wonder was really the one, I think that was on the list this year. Um, there wasn't a lot of these older artists on there at all. So um, they got, they, they were able to, uh, they were able to kind of get it. I'm looking at the list here. Um, you want to see, uh, John Legend was there, but it, was, it wasn't it was a big, Mary J. Blige, it wasn't a big, big uh, thing. Even the memorial piece, I don't think, like, again, you had a country, you had rap, and you had Christy McVie, so I don't think it was, but they got the ratings. My question is, can the Grammys build on the momentum they got this year? My answer is, if they're going to do another, if they're going to go flat like they did with, with how giving out these awards... They're they're gonna be they're gonna head for another nosedive next year. I, I don't think they'll sustain it. I mean, people I just don't know if people are gonna come back next year that they got it. So I'm kind of concerned about that.
1: I people wonder why. I think the Grammys are terrible. And you had Beyonce who's up for album of the year, right? Who, by the way when she's up from Album of the Year with Lemonade, which is probably one of the best albums in the last 10 years, didn't win that for Album they, of the they, Year they either.
0: They, what did she do to the Grammys? Seriously. The,
1: I I don't... I The problem that everyone's had with the Grammys is they, they skew super white and super male. Like, for example, the reason everybody blasted Harry Styles for saying this usually doesn't happen to people like me is that the last... Is that, like... Out of album of the year, it's been won thirty times by a white guy. Thirty.
0: But they had. here's the thing. I always say give it to the best, right? Regard and I think you agree with that. They had the best that was coming from oh. that set. They did a lot of these areas, whether it was coffee with the rap album, right? Or oh. um, oh. you know, Steve going back to Steve Lacey, who did Steve Lacey did the- have a bad night. Um he I think he got one Grammy. So the,
1: uh-huh. I guess the problem, like to Coop's point too, is that like they're 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 falling back into this trap of theirs. But in like the biggest the biggest categories that they have, like I mean, Ozzy and Willie are definite. Like you could have put any album against those, and they would still win because the Grammys just like them. Yeah. Uh, but they're buried. Like no one would really care about that. But I think to make Bonnie Raitt out of probably one of the deepest categories where you had at least five other nominees in that category better than that, and to still have her go on top of people like Beyonce and Steve Lacey, it's just insane. You shoot yourself in the foot coop. You're telling the public, like, don't take us seriously.
0: No, like, and it, what, like you're trying it, to, yeah,
1: it feeds into all the criticism that they got before, which is why they sort of had to overhaul the Grammys, is because of all of that, and they just fall right back into it. Like they can't help themselves.
0: No, they can't. By the way, just the, the ratings, real quick. Uh, 30% the ratings were up in the TV on the TV end, on the Nielsen ratings, and 33% on the streaming ratings. Up those are big in- increases, so they got oh, some, yeah. they got that. But I just don't think you're gonna get that next year based on what I came just, out of this.
1: what she, got, What are they doing
0: if, anyway? I mean, you guys sit there when Bonnie Ray gets this, and you're gonna be like, huh? Like, I, how it, do you screw this up, Coop? Yeah, like it's you, it's, they, it's just like
1: handed yeah, to you, yeah, like how do you screw it up anyway? Yeah. Ozzy. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I, I whatever whatever Beyonce needs to do, maybe
0: she needs to be a white guy. Maybe she just needs to like do that. I don't know. She's not too good. I mean, that was, I mean, it wasn't I mean, my favorite a... album, Dave, but it was definitely the album I said, you know what, this one.
1: Should well, win. it's better. Yeah, but not just that. Like, make a statement. Give it, give it, give it to Bad Bunny. He would have been the first like it, uh, it, Latino it... artist to win in that category. Yeah. Again, you look like how that?
0: bad Bunny. Bad Bunny opens that show. Uh, People be that, cool with, with that. With just a high energy. Did you see Taylor Swift when she got oh, up yeah. dance? I was like, I was like, that's a Dave moment, right Damn Like mm-hmm. the show started out great. They could have had a better start to the show, but then it Killed just it. then it just uh, just kind of spiraled. Boo, um, yeah, yeah, boo the Grammys. But yeah. that's how we did. Yeah, we'll here. We um, I hope they last well, year we were coming at it saying they did a bad job. You know,
1: oh god, but they're yeah. like, hey, let's ruin it again. Why not? Yep. Um, yep. Hall of Fame, this is how we're going to do it. Usually, we would go in-depth about who we want in. We're doing a bit different this time. We're going to go, who do we think that they're definitely going to vote in? Yep. Who do we think is not going to get voted in, and who do we think is borderline? Yep. And then wh- what we're going to do is we're just going to, like, both talk about our artists and where we put them. So, like, we we'll, will kick us off with the first artist he thinks is definitely in? I'll say where I put that artist,
0: and we'll kind of do it that way. Yep, yep. Exactly. So, uh... And, and we'll just a of... couple
1: songs. We're not going to go too, because a lot of people know who these people are. We're yeah. Not gonna, yeah. And I think crazy. most of
0: the songs we picked, I mean, at least the ones I picked were um pretty much I tried to pick the best songs from these people. Yeah. And in some yeah. cases, you know, Dave picked the best song. I only added one, you know. So, yeah. again, we're, we're trying to go. These are, you know, when you're picking songs for in this exercise, these should be easy. These should be low easy fruit to pick. Easy, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I'll, I'll tell you a surprise I got in picking songs. I actually changed some stuff on my list. Oh in picking okay. songs okay. and putting the song list together. Um so kick us off, Coop. I think we both agree on this one. So you can, um, you can...
0: Yeah. Um this is an absolute this if he doesn't get in, I'll say miscarriage of justice. Uh I want him to get in. I think he's but I think he is a lock. I can't see him not getting in. It's George Michael. Mm, um yeah. and you know the only argument you'll hear about George Michael is it was about a six year window that you know where he was but in that six year window from like eighty four to ninety he, mm. he he it's hard to find an artist who is was bigger uh, worldwide than he was whether it was Wham or whether it was a solo artist um and uh, you know so he really had two big solo albums and then it kind of went downhill from but he did so much in that six-year period dave you know he's Mm. doing songs with elton john and aretha franklin Mm -hmm. um he you know he goes to china with wham that was a big deal like china had never had a rock concert there before you know just those things like that you know he uh and he's he's a he's a prolific songwriter he's a good singer um so George Michael is an absolute in uh, if you want a couple of great George Michael songs, monkey it's about mm. drugs, about mm. uh, stay- monkey is the drug uh, and freedom 90. Which mm. talks about him kind of at the point where he's had enough of the MTV life and he's looking to kind mm. of get get away from that. Uh, that's from his Listen Without Prejudice album, which was a great album. So George Michael is an absolute in for me. Oh, yeah, me too. I
1: mean, that's definitely in. Um, I echo everything Coop says like George Michael definitely has to go in uh, just for his solo career alone. I mean even though I, I just think that this is one of mine where you look at like okay, maybe he didn't he wasn't't did put out as many solid records as other people, but the peop- the records he put out were so influential that yeah, I think they should go uh, he should go in. I mean uh the songs I picked were Faith
0: and father figure. <laughs> Two songs off that—that's uh, a—that's part of an album archaeology album. We got to look at because both those. I think he it. should
1: get in the Hall of Fame just for that album. It, like, one album
0: that I mean, Grammy's got that one right when he when they gave him that. It one. is so. I think, but I think that album had such an impact
1: on music that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, George we'll Michael's an in for me. I, I I don't know if they'll pick him or not, but. No, he will get it. He. Uh, let me tell definite. you,
0: I will. I will. I will be completely shocked. If he if he does not get in. And if he does not get in on the first vote, he may never get in. It's this yeah. guy he's deserving of it. Yeah.
1: Now, the first one where I think we differ, I think we differ, is I have Tribe Called Quest as definitely in. Uh I mean, the reason for that is they're like a highly influential um East Coast hip hop group. I mean, they were there in the beginning. They like not only put out a lot of great music. Uh, like you know, Midnight Marauders and Low End Theory, but then came back and did that album like what five years ago. That was this huge record. It was kind of a comeback record. It was right at Fife Dogs' death, and they came back and put that record out right before he died. And you know, and that was a huge record. Um, I mean, the the you know Q Tip in, in the band, like he was highly prol- prolific. I just think they had a lot of impact on. East Coast hip-hop with their jazz infusion and stuff. So if it was up to me, and they need to get more hip-hop artists in there, to be honest, uh, I would pick them in um, and the tracks I had with jazz we've got and Scenario. But I think, Coop, you have them
0: in another category. I have them out. You have them out. I have them not out. In. Uh, all right. So let me kind of – first of all, this is not my reflection of – yes. Um. Yep. I, I I do think they belong in there, but there's just something Dave missing. Where where I mean, where were some of the remaining members of of them at that fiftieth anniversary thing? For all the influence they've done, okay, yeah, it almost seems like they're on the outside, right? And they have basically already been nominated once before and didn't get in. And probably, if you're looking at a hip-hop bars, they did what you should do. They probably did enough to get in the first time, and they didn't. So I'm kind of wondering what does the Hall of Fame have against a type called Quest here? Because um, they have been rejected here already. But, they, but you know, it's kind of funny. When I when I didn't see them at the 50th thing, or the remaining members, somehow playing homage to them, it's something just telling me. They, they just mm-hmm. seem like they're always on the outside of this, um, of these other guys. So, unless uh let and by the way the voters if you go to a rock hall uh rock vote i mean hall, if you go to rock hall um the voting pace um they just are not getting um they just are not getting the love is what i'm just gonna mm. tell you they're not getting a lot of votes here i think they're at vote.rockhall.com is the fan vote right and yep. uh they are at i believe they were at the bot they're at the bottom right now they are in the last oh question. tribe uh, the fact that the white stripes are ahead of them uh, is surprising. Oof. So, so, but I also think, in fairness, with that vote, Dave, those votes have never favored the hip hop artists greatly. So, no, yeah, yeah,
1: but so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think, yeah, I mean, I could see it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So yeah, so we got we got that. Now we differ we differ in this one, but I made I made some movement, Coop. Uh, okay. I made some movement. Okay. So you can go, go go ahead with your definite in. So so we. So far, we're we're we're
0: we're at odds, but I think we'll come together on a couple of them. Okay. Um, I really think Cheryl Crow is is a lock to get in. Oh. Um, it's her first time that she has been nominated. I'm just double checking that. Um, it's the first time she's been nominated. She's not doing great in the fan vote, by the way. Really, uh, I'm surprised by that. Then 11th place in the fan vote, right? But I've said this that Cheryl Crow has kind of been in this slump for a while. Um, but I think she did enough. Um, and this is her first time in where where she's gonna get in with this. Um, I don't think she's gonna miss it all with this. Uh I think she's respected enough, you know. I see her with tribute concerts and covering songs. I think she's got enough respect in the community uh to get it. She's released uh I think again her peak period was from like nineteen ninety-four to two thousand. It so she had again like Michael, she had a six year window. Um, she had two big albums, uh, three big albums she had during that time. Um, you know, so she had uh, Tuesday night music club, um, the Cheryl Crow album and the globe session. So I think she's had three out. Al- mm-hmm. we, we talked about the three album thing. She's got the three album thing. So I think she gets in, um, on this one. I picked uh, a couple of really good songs by her. Um, I picked, um, my favorite mistake and a mm-hmm. change will do you good. Uh, mm-hmm really good songwriter and stuff too. So I'm going, I think Cheryl gets in with this. I originally had her on not in. I was surprised with
1: that. Just because I'm like, well, I don't know the impact. Like is there music that dated? Like, I don't really know. But then I was putting the song list together. And I was like, wow, she really did dominate that sort of, like, mid to late 90s, didn't she, really? Yeah, she had three big albums during that piece. She had the three "Mm." albums, and so I actually moved her up to Borderline. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, because I'm like, I can't say she's not in and then look at all these songs and go, wow, all these songs are good. Yeah. Like, you can't, I mean, that doesn't make sense. So, I moved her up to Borderline as I was this morning, actually, as I was looking at the songs. Um, and the songs I have is If It Makes You Happy, which is a huge hit of hers. Great song. But, and I guess my favorite song, Leaving Las Vegas. I love that song.
0: Oh, great track.
1: God, I love that song. So yeah. I was like, okay. So, you know, and I guess for me, it's like, well, she did dominate that time period.
0: So so that really should be enough. Uh, so I moved her up to Borderline. So at some point, Dave, I want you, if you haven't listened to the Globe Sessions, I you want listen you to listen to, to that Nations. album. I want you to listen to that album. Um, I gotta listen to the Globe. It is, sessions. Dave, I just think you you may actually go a little higher with her after that. When you hear how good that album is. Uh, I might. I mean, like I said, I, I just in listening to the songs, I was like, oh, this, this is better than I thought. It, it is. But she, after the Globe, she did nothing after the Globe sessions. But she, I think okay. when she did enough in that period, like George Michael did yeah. to get in, I think she was very, she was as big as they were. Um, Hootie and the Blowfish, she, she was competing with Alanis was probably the other female artist during that period. I think who you could honestly say yeah. uh, is probably the stronger artist. So,
1: yep, no, I, uh, I, like I said, I, I was swayed to move her up, so I, I
0: could even listen to that and move her all the way in. Like it's, yeah, but I think I think a borderline totally, is fair. I could see maybe there's a little back, we'll see. That's an interesting, totally open to that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with her getting in.
1: Yeah, no, that sucks. Yeah, um.
0: I'm going to go with, I said that definitely
1: in, I think I have more ins than you do as well. You have more ins, yeah. You have more. I, I said definitely in is Missy Elliott. And the reason I picked Missy Elliott is because she's had a bit of a, a bit of a resurgence lately. Um, She's been honored at, uh, was it the BET Awards, I think? Was it that? Or was it hip hop awards or something? A couple years ago, um, she featured prominently on the fifty years of hip hop in the in the performance. Yes, she did, and I was glad about that. Um and it's just her music's getting another life, uh, the last five years. Uh she's probably one of the most influential women hip hop artists. It's her Queen Latifah, that was also in the um fiftieth, which was great to see. Uh I guess I would say her Queen Latifah, maybe like Sister Soldier from a public enemy and then like um from three six from three six mafia her name uh, escapes me uh but I mean they were sort of little cam other people I think she's part of that really like trailblazing group of women hip hop artists so and her tracks are just huge. Um I got Get Your Freak On and Hit 'em with the He, which is on her first record, Super Duper Fly. Yep. Um I think she's in just because there seems to be a lot of Missy Elliott steam in the last like five years, so it's a good time. It's really a good time for her to be nominated, to be honest. Because if yeah. you if she would have been nominated, say five years ago, people be like,
0: "Huh?" Like she was totally off the radar. Um. Yeah, I agree with you on this one, Dave. Um. But I have her as uh, borderline. I can see that. I I That's I on... don't know yet. Like, like I think the female the female rap artist is still a wild card in, in yep. the music business for whatever reason. But I think she's had this resurgence. The fact she was on that 50th year thing has got to be something that's weighing mm. in there. Um so that that is a good one. Um but in terms I, of <laughs> um in terms of the vote, she's not again she is not doing well in the fan vote either. Again, the fan vote only is gonna yeah, give you one bout, but she is second to last. But again, I think I think, yeah. I think the rap artists have always done bad in the fan votes, unfortunately.
1: But even if she does, let's say she doesn't get in, I think what bodes well for her is that she's still making music, so she has a chance to like drop. You know, even if she doesn't make it in, say she still has a chance to like put other stuff out, and you know, sway some votes. Yeah. So I do too. yeah. So yeah. yeah.
0: So who? So I think the next one we both agree on. So this will be a quick one. Uh, okay. Um, let me pull up my list here. Uh, that's so I go. Yeah. Uh, we have. Uh, Willie Nelson. Oh yeah. Um, he's in. He's in. I mean, yeah. so but the surprising thing, Dave, is about the um about this is you know, and Willie Nelson actually, just so you know, is in fifth place in the fan vote, which will get him on the ballot. By the way. Uh. Um, okay. And the other thing to kind of consider is this is Willie's first nomination. Um, Again, I think Willie in the last three or four years has had also this resurgence. I think I know there was some yeah. discussion of, of if a Grammy win matters or not. And I normally say no, no. but he did get a Grammy. Uh, I, I think there's something with Willie right now with that. So I'm going to say I think he gets I, I I can't see them leaving him off this class this year. Not if they not if they just put Dolly in. You no, know? And they put Dolly in, the, so the, that barrier is broken. Yeah. Again, the whole rock thing, I'm not getting. We, I don't. I've given up on that argument. It's, yeah. It's a dumb name. They should just call it Modern Music Hall of Fame. Be done with it. Um. So if you're gonna go based on how they, they're not. He, he won't get in because he's country. He'll get in if they think he's good. So. Uh, I mean, I don't see how you don't like if you have if you have, like I think Johnny Cash is in
1: there already. If you have. And then Dolly, and like I don't know how you don't have Willie Nelson. Yeah, like I just don't know that. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I put a a couple of um, I put a couple of songs. I put "Always on My Mind," which I think is a signature mm. song of his, and then the song he did with Waylon Jennings is just. And he's also done this one solo: "His Mamas mm. Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys." It's kind of a. Mm. It's such these are songs that kind of roll off people's head. I know you had "On the Road Again." These are yeah. songs that roll off the heads. They're iconic songs. I, I can't see him missing on this one.
1: No, I had on the road again and then I had Whiskey River. I love Whis- Whiskey River. Yep. Um that's a bit more of a deep cut, but still quite well known. Yeah. Yeah, he's in. I mean you don't even need to talk about he's in. Yeah. Um one that I picked in, I and I and I think Coop, I gotta be honest. I think I just put this in because I think the voters really like this style of music. Um and I think they like to get kind of Motowny. Groups in there, um, it's the spinners. I just think they're in it because I mean, not necessarily anything historical. Like I said, it's for, this one's purely subjective in the sense that I think, I think the voters like that style of music. They grew up with it, most of them. I think that I think they like it, and they're going to put it in. Uh, it's very Grammys-like. My reasoning around that. Yeah. But we got the rubber band man i had i'll
0: be around wait you had the you had the you had them definitely in yes
1: i had him in i had him in putting him in yep,
0: yep. Um, it just looks
1: like a hall of famey band to me looks like something a band they would want in yeah i, mean, I don't know
0: you had got, them. you had them out man no i have him borderline I, borderline okay i had them borderline um they have some really like catchy songs right yeah. I have like games people play, could it be I'm falling in love? Uh you had you had some pretty good ones in there for for him as well, uh, for them as well. Rubber Band Man, I'll be around. Yeah. Um but they have been up for this is the fourth time they're up. Yeah. And if you look historically, uh if you look historically um at this and there's a website futurerocklegends.com which tracks all the data by the way. Well, look at that. When you start getting into four and five times the window, it's not easy to get in if you miss, no. mode, which is why I have them. Um, as um, that's why I have them as, um, how can I put it? Borderline, uh, borderline, yeah. Um, I do think they have like you can rattle some of these songs, you can rattle some of the lyrics off of these songs, catchy. And I think you're right, this they're one of these bands, you put them in with the four tops and things like mm. that. You know? And and they're kind of you know they were a little later than some of these, but but again they are solid. Uh good representation from the R and B era, uh for mm, sure. Mm. The classic R and B era. So I have them as borderline, but uh I, I again I I'm pulling for them to get in. Now do you haven't do you have any more ins? I think you do. I have one more in. Oh uh,
2: um, here we so, go.
0: So this is now or never, Dave. If oh, they don't man, get in yeah. this year, they're not getting in. It's Iron wow. Maiden. It's Iron Maiden. Um, this, yeah. If they're gonna, if they don't get in, they're gonna have to. Um, they're gonna have to um, get in as a special. They've sold that's... over one hundred and thirty million albums. Mm. I mean, one hundred and thirty million—that's a huge amount, right? And they have—they did it without. they kind of like Rush. They didn't do it with a lot of radio airplay. Um, yeah. they didn't, you know, they, they just didn't do it. Um, the catalog, if you include everything in the catalog with, with videos and singles, it's over 200 million. Um, they have been 600 times certified, uh, with gold, silver, platinum. If they don't get in, they're not getting in this year. No. They, they yeah. should get, so I'm putting them, I'm going to say, all right, they get in, but if they don't get in, they're going to have to get in like Judas Priest did with a, with a special mm. dispensation. Yeah. Mm. What are your what are your tracks here? Um the tracks that I picked off of this one um were two minutes to midnight and run to the hills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Solid? Uh, solid. You have a you have your different <laughs> opinion on this one though. You,
1: you have a solid argument, Coop? Yep. I, I have them as not in. You They're have as not but
0: I understand the argument, Dave. I I, I, I do mean, they didn't get in last I'm, time. No. I mean, for me, it's it's sort of like
1: You didn't get in last time and like what have you done since then to you know? I mean, I don't my song for them is Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, which is probably the one that most people have heard. I just I mean for me for me, Coop, like you look at I guess for me, you look at Judas Priest, right? Yeah. And they took so long to get get in. The other way
0: though, they didn't get into the vote.
1: No. And and I just find them so much more influential to that genre than Iron Maiden. Like I mean, I think Iron Maiden's influential, but like when you when I compare it to like Judas Priest or Metallica or something like that, or even Black Sabbath, or like I just and they had such a hard time getting in. Yeah. That I don't see it. It's just and maybe that's just me, and
0: I'm doing a false comparison with those things. But yeah, the fan vote they're in sixth place. They're short behind Willie Nelson that fan just sort of the fan vote the five that got on the fan ballot all got in last year. So today, yeah. So um I think that but I think this could say something. I I they're not they're not nearly at the top of this thing right now. And I, I'll, I'll I talk just, about who, yeah. They I think their iconography
1: and the band as a brand is very well known, but when you boil it down to when you talk to people about the impact on metal and like, Oh, what a, even though, like you said, they sold a lot. It's sort of like since then, there really hasn't been a
0: lasting imprint in my opinion. Yeah. With this band. No, um, I agree. I just, it's again, for these sales that they've had though, how are I can not... see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. With their not...
1: sales and like, it's now or never. Yeah. It, it, it... I can see you're thinking like if, if they're getting in, it, it's going to be now. So yeah.
0: Yeah, a third vote is going to be tougher. I think. Okay, if, mm. you look, if you look, if you look at, if you go to our future future website, uh, which is a fascinating, and they have a section called, uh, they have a snub list section. Okay, and it's very, very clear in that snub list section that once you get, when you start, it's very hard. The snubs when you have three, you're snubbed for a long. Like the New York Dolls have three now.
1: I think that's going to come. Snubbed. I think that's going to come up again.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have one that's coming up soon too. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, with a couple more actually. Yeah. I mean, Chic has been on eleven times, and hasn't gotten in. Sure. Uh, Ain't yeah, hey, hey, hey. happening for you, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go. Let's keep it going with the not ins. And I have not in.
1: I've Rage Against the Machine as not getting in. And I love Rage Against the Machine, so this isn't me thinking they shouldn't be in. It's I don't think they will be just because Coop. Same thing with Iron Maiden. When Rage Against Machine came out, I'm like, here it is. The future of music is upon us. And it never materialized. Like, it just didn't. And I think, like, you look at their albums and they're solid and they're incredible albums. But I thought, like, here's the impact. This is where music is headed. It's so fresh and different. This is where it's going to go. And it just never took off. So I think, so I think when you're looking at, now, in hindsight, and you're like, well, where's the impact? I think that hurts them. So I think they, I don't think they get in. But I did pick Bomb Track and Bulls on Parade as great songs.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, who, have, I mean, where did you have them? I have them out as well. Uh, five yeah. times. I think they've had more than enough opportunity. There's, they have competition this year. Um, and uh, if you look at the fan vote where they are, um, they are in ace play. So it's not terrible. Um, but I don't, I just don't see when you get the five times, uh, I agree with everything you've said about uh, this as well. I think they, and I think, you know, I'm looking They're probably going to induct five from this group. Maybe, you know, Maybe they, you know, so at max. So that's why I'm, I'm thinking they're going to probably be on the outside with this one again. And I
1: think the, the reason Coop and I are a bit like borderline, who knows is because they don't have a set number of people they induct. And even like, People they don't induct, they somehow get in through these other, other random categories. So it's a very sort of gray area
0: how they work. Craft works. Another one that comes to mind that got in the back door, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, very, it's, yeah. it's
1: different. It's a very difficult thing to pick because they have so many, it's not like say baseball hall of fame or something where it's like you get the votes you're in. Yep. It'd be like and, if the baseball hall of fame had like another category or yeah, something.
0: And, 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 yeah. And basically, you know, people track if you're like one thing that the rock and roll Hall yeah. doesn't disclose is what was how close mm-hmm, way. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like last year, Scott Rowland just missed the Baseball Hall of Fame. And but you know uh, that. But you know what he's got. Yeah. he And he somehow got in this year. And I'm a Philly <laughs> well, guy. But that's, uh, uh, that's that's been a big other... debate with some of us. Uh, you know, look, I, I guess that's another story. This this um, this, this yeah. Hall of Famers that should have been in before Scott Rowland. So and I love so Scott who's... Rowland. is Philly. Really, yeah. So who else is not in? All right, let me go back to my notes here. Um, not in. All right, this is going to be. This is an unpopular one. Um, sound, and I know Pete thinks they're going to get in. Pete Johnson, Soundgarden. Yeah, I am uh, not in it either. Um, but they are doing very well in the fan vote. Um, they are in fourth place. Uh, um, okay, but, they, but they're so that's voting well. It's voting well. I just don't see them having enough. Um, hmm. I don't see them. I know that from an innovation standpoint, I get it. Um, but are they ready to put, you know, what do you think about these, like, would you Soundgarden like these grungy bands? I just I still think it's kind of new new territory for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is not Nirvana we're talking about here. It's Soundgarden. I think there's a big difference. So
1: here's my opinion, because I have them not in as well, but I could even move them up to Borderline. And probably if I talked to Pete Johnson, I would probably put a mix. he probably convince me. But um, I think they have the opposite they're the opposite of Rage Against the Machine and Iron Maiden in the sense that I think since um, the 90s grunge explosion, right, and you sort of had your Nirvanas and Pearl Jams get in and do whatever, I think the critical thinking of Soundgarden has only improved over time Like critically, I think a lot of people they I think they've gained critical positive vibes so they might not get in now but i think they can get in eventually because i think the view of that band has only improved over times whereas i think the view of rage against machine has gone down if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah i agree because again this is the first time they but had, I don't see them getting in now. No. I don't either. I think this is too much. You know, they had two big albums, Super Unknown and Down on the Upside. Those are the two big albums yes. they had in the 90s. Yep. They yep. did. This is something I think that helps them. But I still think they got full short this year. King Animal was a nice comeback album for them in 2012. Yep. So that did very good numbers for them. Uh, even though it didn't get a platinum rating, Um, you know, it still uh, charted very well. And yeah, I think by the time yeah, 2012, it's different because now you're getting into streaming. So that's why I wouldn't go too much, read too much into that platinum thing.
1: I mean, I had Spoonman and Rusty Gate as my songs. I think you had uh, Black Hole Sun was yours. Yeah, great. That's
0: a that's an iconic song. Oh, These are iconic God, I songs. Song. I'm, I, again, I'm looking at five getting in, and I I I'm not seeing them get in. Uh, well, I don't yeah. I don't have much borderline. I think they're gonna miss this year.
1: But like I said, I have them as a miss. But unlike these other misses where I'm like I just don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. Um I see Soundgarden making it eventually cuz I think that the
0: view of that band is just just keeps improving over time, I think. Of my outs, um, this is the yeah. one I think I could be most wrong on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean I mean like I said, from stuff I read online like music sites I go to like Pitchfork stuff like that. Like this band has just really grown in 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 critical acclaim, so I could see yeah. it. Yep. Eventually, because I mean, like I said, whereas in some bands like Rage Against the Machine and Iron Maiden, I think the the view of that band has has gone down over time. This this one's going up, so I can see yep. it getting yep. in eventually. Yep. Um, my neck's not in, and it hurts me, Coop, and it might even be borderline. 'Cause one of our arguments was shot down this year by Stranger Things. Yep. Is Kate Bush. So I have long lobbied to why I think Kate Bush should be in, but she never gets in. And and the argument's like, well, how you know, but how much impact has she had? This is where I think it might turn, Coop. Where I might even move her up to borderline. I might right. even move her up to borderline. Where I think it might turn is that We argue, well, what's her impact? Like, you know, what impact did she have on music? And then Stranger Things put up running on that hill and like 800 million people listen to it. It's actually close to
0: 900,000 now. 900 million, 900 million.
1: And and it went number one. And so that argument is just blasted. Because obviously she has impact if, if like it goes number one. So I would move her up to borderline. The reason I'm not saying in is because she's had a lot of chances before. Uh, but yeah, I love Kate Bush. I've I've long talked about I like Kate Bush and she ushered in the way for artists like Bjork and uh Billie Eilish and Lord to do their thing. Uh Eat the Music and Weathering Heights along with Running Up That Hill is sort of songs for her. I think running up that hill, and I'm not I'm not I'm being serious. I think that might put her over the edge, that one song. If she gets in, I think it's because of that.
0: Oh, total agreement with you on this one, by the way. But I have her as not in right now. Maybe borderline. I'm going to agree. I have her as borderline, but I agree with that. And the only reason I put her in as borderline is because of running up that hill. And Mm -hmm. we've seen that when an artist gets a boost, okay, in the year prior, it has helped. And she's up for the fourth time. So this is now or never for her. If she doesn't get in there, she's going to have to get in another way. She's not getting in. This is it. Well, this is it. Yeah. I mean, with running um, up that hill too, this is her best chance anyway. Really, yeah. Uh, you know, she's got she's got some other songs that I think are are good. Uh, Hounds of Love and Cloud Busting are, are mm-hmm. good songs. Um, you know, Dojo does not like her. Eric's made it very clear. No, no, he does not like her. I don't think she's. But but the problem is, I always thought she just the portfolio wasn't strong enough for Hall of Fame material. Is the problem from a commercial standpoint? Yeah. Um, I think from critical claim, it's another story. And but I think that's the thing that's, but now she's got uh, but
1: then they put that song out, yeah, 800
0: 900 million streams. That's a that's a difference, that's making a big difference right now. How many artists can say they have that? So I think it's making a difference. Um, but I have her as borderline, I've moved her up in the borderline for sure. I think it's got to make a difference because if one of the arguments is like.
1: Say if an argument is, like, her music's dated, like, it wouldn't play now, like, why is she? And then you put a song out, and, like, everybody listens to it. It's like, well, that argument is, is blasted, you know? Um, yeah. And I think, Coop, that sort of thing, we might see in the future help some of these artists that are not in, that have been up a couple times. All of a sudden, they re-release a song on a TV show, and it blows up.
0: Yep. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, it's fresh in the in the panel's mind right now on that. Uh, yeah, Kate Bush, Soundgarden, by the way, was fourth on the fan. But I mentioned that Kate Bush is not doing terrible in the fan, boat, but she's behind. She's not going to get on. She's in ninth place. So she's mm. just, you know, it's not. She's not. She's ahead of Cheryl Crow and the Spinners. Uh, Tribe quote you know, she's ahead of a lot of people, but she's in ninth. But uh, which is probably I don't know what she was last year, but I don't think she was in ninth. I don't know. So I think. I this, think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: so but I mean, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Yeah, do you have any other not
0: ins? Oh, uh, yes, I do. Uh, oh, here we go. Let me, let me go back to my not in. Coop's uh, like, where do what, I the white stripes? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think they have much, I don't think they have a Hall of Fame portfolio to do it. You could say, Oh, I like a couple of these white stripes. I'd be hard pressed to find people who can name a white stripe song. Like they may have heard oh. it, but can they name the song? It is, is the question. I don't. I know you have. I know uh, you have. Milena. I have them. Borderline. I have them. Borderline. You have them. Borderline. But Seven Nation Army. Outside of that, um, yeah, I, yeah. I put a. I put a couple good songs. Yeah. I put a. Fell in love with a girl, which is not a bad song, but I don't think they have the body of work. This is the first time that they've been I... nominated. They are in. Just so you know, they are in. Um. Uh, they are in 12th place in the fan vote, okay. so it's yeah. not resonating, uh, but they have more than Missy Elliott. But again, so I just don't see even the people who vote, but it's normally getting behind saying the white. Look at the people who've been snubbed of votes and then say, how do the white stripes get in?
1: Yeah, I have,
0: <laughs> like Hoop said, I mean, I can't argue it.
1: I can't argue anything you said. Yeah. Um, and I have a borderline. I still can't argue what you said. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of records. Uh I had Seven Nation Army, like Coop said, and Jolene, the Dolly cover, that was very, very good. I the, the only thing I could think of is that they made you could is that they're so well critically um respected. And they did usher in that whole like lo-fi thing.
0: Yes, they that, did. That was
1: so big. Um that I mean I think them and the black keys Kind of did that. I so that I think maybe their impact and their critical uh, reception could put them over the top, but still, like, like I agree with everything you said, which is why it's borderline and not definite because they do have those other like gaps. Yep. Um, Yeah. So I agree with that. I mean, like I said, I have a borderline just because their critical reception is so good, but I agree they do have they do have holds in their nomination that you know, are pretty tough to get over. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. you tell, Yeah, I don't know. After 7 Nation army, people are scratching their heads. And they got like six albums out or whatever.
0: Yep. Um. Yeah. Now, I think I'll get blasted for this. I'll probably get similarly blasted, but they ain't not that huge. This is
1: my blind spot. It may be a blind spot for me, but I have Warren Zevon is not in. 'Cause like Coop, honest to God, I got the two songs I have and like that's all I got. Like I got nothing. Like I don't he's, <laughs> he's he's made zero impact in my musical listening. I have like no idea if how much impact he has on the overall music landscape. I don't know like it's it's I mean, like I got Lawyer's Guns and Money, which is a great song, and Werewolves in London, which is a great song, and then I'm ta- I'm out. Like, I got nothing, which is why... I, I mean, it's totally subjective. And it could be just because it's my blind spot, but I got nothing. And that and that's why the, I have not... I just don't impact nothing. I, I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. I mean, do you have him? Where do you have him? I, believe it or not, I have him as borderline. Pete has uh-huh. him as in. Pete Johnson had him as in, by the way. I asked him that question. Um. I gave him a choice between... George, I said, if one of these three you put in, who do you put in? George Michael, Iron Maiden, or Warren Zevon? And he said Warren Zevon. Um, I agree. When you get past the two songs, I had the same issue. Like I had to put a Warren Zevon song in. Um, and I look, Car- Carmelito was the third, but I'm now really pushing it. Um, <laughs> the, but I do think he is hobnobbed a lot with a lot of big artists. Um, okay, where I think he's borderline, right? Um so you think his... oh go ahead, sorry, some of the songwriting stuff um mm. is where I'm gonna get at where, um, you know he I think that um is gonna I think um, you know, I think that's where um it's gonna be the strength of that, um because I think that's where it's gonna be. I think that's the strength he had this like he had this like resurgence in two thousand um but you know. If you go into his discography, he's got like no uh nothing. He's got nothing there, right? Um, he's got one. uh I mean, he doesn't even have a platinum album. Oh, he has one platinum album, "Excitable Boy." That's it. Um, he's got one gold single. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's outside of werewolves of one London. Where where is where is this um going? I just. I think he's a sentimental favorite. I think a lot of people respected his songwriting, but I just don't see a Hall of Fame portfolio. He would be out for me, except for the fact I think he has made a lot of friends over the years and people respected these collab, you know, the, the songwriting he's done, mm. but I even can't say, did he write this great song for someone that I, I just don't mm. see it. So I'm stretching it a little with. And by the way, "Where Was the London" is an amazing track. If you're going to put a Hall of Fame song, if you're going to put a single, that's a Hall of Fame single. But outside of, it, I don't. There's nothing that I say. Warren Zevon is a is a is a Hall of Famer. So I'm giving him a little benefit of doubt with a um with a uh, a a uh, borderline. Uh, but Warren Zevon is in third place in the fan. Really, vote. shockingly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, what? Is, yeah, he is only behind Cindy Lauper and George Michael. So he's ahead of Willie Willie Nelson, Iron wow. Maiden. I mean, he's that ahead of is... Crow. So I think. That's body rate like. That is crazy. Uh, but I want to know is, so he's got 133,000 votes. I'm missing something. Right, he's got I'm missing something. Are, are 103,000 people voting for this because they like Werewolves of London? I, that's kind of where I'm going with that. I don't know. Is he, because he's 70s, right? He's 70, yeah. I mean, he had this right before he died, he had this he was starting to make a, a little bit of a surge like from two thousand to two thousand three. Um I mean, maybe it's because it's like it's the only
1: seventies guy on there and they're and they love seventies music. I don't know. Well, Kate
0: Bush is seventy, right? Kate Bush is kind oh, well. of yeah, but well. yeah, it, it's I don't I didn't quite get it to be honest. Spinners are, well, they're more late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it just yeah, I, I guess it. Seventies giving...
1: music Seventies rock does really well. So that could be what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I mean, just the line "Bring yeah. lawyers, guns, and money." Like that's yeah. a great line. But yeah, I, I. So it sounds like what you're saying is, I mean, it's bizarre because on the one hand, just it's sort of like with sales and stuff, you're like, oh, he might get in because of critical acclaim. Yep. Yeah, but he doesn't. But have then the... you
0: look at the fan vote. It's like what? Yeah, he doesn't have a a, a, goal, a goal. I mean. I think sales do matter in the era. He, like, I think that platinum thing plays a lot in the era he was in. If you're in the digital thing, it's different. So that's why I think that that goes against him on this. That's weird. Yeah, that you you floored me with that fan vote thing. That's crazy. That, I was
1: shocked with that one. Yeah, I'm. I'm shocked. Um. <laughs> now I got I got the the next. Do I have any more outs? Or am I going to? Oh, uh, your outs so uh, I notes. think you got
0: all your outs. Uh, I got all my outs. You got all your outs. I'm borderline. Cindy Lauper, borderline. Borderline for me too. Not to be confused with Madonna's borderline. Yep. Yeah. Um leading the fan vote, by the way, Cindy Lauper, just so you know. She
1: I mean, as she should, really. I mean she's part of that sort of um sort of new order of women taking over the pop charts with Madonna and her, which will be followed up by, you know, later Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, like women just sort of like coming in and starting to really dominate. Um she did it a different way. Like her like she's pop like perfection, really. <laughs> um, you know, girls just want to have fun, obviously. But I, I also had like true colors time after time. Like I think She's not just like a one pop wonder sort of thing. Like she had some songs with some depth that really spoke to people. Um, I think the other thing I look at with um, Hall of Fame Coop is do they define a period of music? Do they define a decade? And it's hard to think of that era of pop music without like Madonna and Cyndi Lauper. So like, I think just, just based on that, the only reason I have her on borderline is, like, does she have enough push? But if she's second in the fan voting, it looks like she does. Oh, she's first
0: in the fan voting, actually. First? Well, it looks like she does, then. Yeah. um, Agree um, with that. So she's got some momentum on that. But you have her as borderline still. I have her as borderline still. I think the reason is, is, like, I don't think she gets the
1: critical acclaim that some other of the artists do. Uh, because I don't know if people see her having the sort of depth of releases, like say like a Madonna or something where Madonna, you could go like her first four or five releases deep until she puts out like a dud. Um, I don't know if she has that sort of, if she's prolific enough, that would be my only thing. Yeah. The stuff she has out is so big that it might not matter
0: yeah all right, so here's I have her as borderline, right? because I do think she created an image um yeah. she did create an image which was something uh different. she was how can I put it she was um she was the unusual like the the album was She she's so unusual mm-hmm. uh which was an amazing uh album and then she follows up that with true colors. Um, mm. but, um, the, uh, but then I kind of go and I'm like, well, what happened after True Colors? Um, she, uh, I'm going to share my screen here. She was a favorite of my dad's. Um, if people haven't seen the picture of my dad, uh, with Cindy, there she is with, with Cindy. Uh, Oh, there you go. Yep. Yep. My dad uh, drove her. Um, so he, uh, she has a special place in, in my heart with this one. But I do think after I, she's so unusual was an amazing album. It was album of the year material she was coming out with. Um Then True Colors kind of—I don't think True Colors kind of captured it as much. She had some hits off of that, and then mm. nothing, nothing. I—I so I think it's like a, it's not a six-year window. It's like a three-year window she had, and she just after that just seemed to try. It's not that she didn't do some good work, but. It just never, she never got close to see So Unusual already. Um, I think she's borderline this in general, even though I, and the other thing you got to look at with Hardo, I might almost have her out, right? But it's this impact she had in the 80s, the music video. She, what, you, what she did with music videos was amazing, right? Um, and, you know, I, I put a couple of songs. I put uh, I put the song uh, She Bop in there. Um, yeah. as well as I think the other one I put in there was uh all through the night, um, but you know she even covered a Prince song well when you were mine and stuff like that. Just a little short, I think, but I think that video piece and some of that input is, and the fact that she is leading, I'm sure. I don't know when the voters vote, but if they're seeing that fan vote, does it influence them with the ballot? I don't know because I don't know when the ballots are sent in, but I, I'm gonna put her as borderline. Um, but normally I probably would have said she's out in this as much as like I said she holds a special place in my heart with this one.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, yeah, I I yeah, like I said, borderline. My borderline is really because I don't know what the people are gonna do.
0: Yeah. But, um,
1: yeah. who else? I think we only got one band left.
0: Yeah, I we have one band left, and I think we <laughs> uh, differ on this one um a lot. Not by much. I don't think we're gonna yeah. really. Yeah, but there's a reason why I have this one out. Yep. Uh it's an unusual I don't I never saw them do this before. Right, that's but a, they, that's a they worry. Put, right. They put Joy Division in New Order as one. What is and that? I, I don't and, and because of, that's the only way you can nominate them, right? You I don't think yeah. either of them had like Joy Joy Division didn't have enough for Hall of Fame. They had what did they have one or two albums. They had, right, there were two albums? Like two. Closer
1: right? and uh what was the other one? That they're, they're closer in another, in another one. Maybe yeah. yeah, I know something.
0: Um no yeah, and I mean D- disorder and Blue Monday, great songs. I mean disorder for Joy Division, Blue Monday my New Order. I mean they're they're good. To, but again, did they have? I mean they didn't have each. If you oh. look at them individually, they fall short because of, you know, the body of work in my opinion. Um, but um, interesting enough, um, Joy Division seventh in the voting here, so they're not doing terrible. Um, here. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they're out, Dave. I just I, – I, I don't – I mean, are the, are the voters going to – how are they going to look at this one is my question. I don't – because I don't remember another band getting in like this or another artist. So I understand there's a close tie with these two. Right? Yeah, mean, I mean, okay. You, didn't, you don't put the Foo Fighters in because Nirvana went in, is what I'm saying.
1: Yes. Uh, I have this borderline – I mean, the albums they had are Unknown Pleasures and Closer. I mean, I have – Level Tears Apart is Joy Division's most well known song, but Coop that was released as a single after the band was done. Yes. Like after after he died. Yeah. So they're no longer a band. Um and uh Transmission is another great Joy Division song. True Faith I have is a new order song. I mean, they have Bizarre Love Triangle as well, is another big one. Um I they're, they're one of these cases. Where it's like they don't have the length of some of the other artists, like the depth. Right. But the stuff they put out was so influential. It's sort of like, it's sort of like Coop. It's sort of like the Velvet Underground, where the Velvet Underground didn't sell, like they didn't really put out a ton of stuff, but the stuff they put out shaped the rock landscape so much that it's like we well, don't need anything else um joy division and new order like change music forever but is that enough and are they are they sort of hinting that it's not enough by putting two bands in together on the one nom- nominee yeah that's why I, ha- I have them borderline i would have them in just based on their impact to music but the reason I have them borderline is sort of like with you. Like, if you're putting two bands into one nomination, does that mean neither band has enough to get in on their own? Which means, do they not have enough? You know, I I don't. The two band thing concerns me because are they saying like, well, they're not really that strong, but if you put them together, they're okay. Right. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, if some people argue that um, it was a rename of the band, right? That hey, yes. you know uh, you it's, know Peter Hook, yeah. Bernard it's Sumner, the and Steve Morris did yeah, it essentially. But yeah. then okay what about Arcadia with mm-hmm. Duran Duran all right are you yep. gonna put Arcadia in because like I'm glad they weren't on the Duran Duran ballot and Duran Duran's far I mean you're looking at a little bit of a unique situation I just don't like the precedent this will set here uh, yeah I hear what it, you're saying it, I see what yeah, you're saying yeah
1: I, so, I mean I see where they're coming from but I also I also see what you're saying yeah
0: yeah uh
1: but it's it's uh, but like the music is so influential that it's like I think they should be in but it's like I don't I just don't see it happening. I guess is the thing.
0: It, you know, it was kind of like New Order when Joy yeah. Division when when um when Ian Mar uh, Ian Curtis rather died, um, yep. they kind of had some momentum at that point. So New Order was starting to play that stuff, but it was really when Blue Monday came out that they kind of had something on their own, it was like three years. So, yeah, it, yep. It's, yep. It, <coughs> excuse me. It's a weird. It's a weird scenario. It's like, I don't think we've had a scenario like this ever. And I'm curious to no. see. I'm curious like if, again, if these were split uh you know, New Order had the more longevity, I get that, but you know, Joy Division had more of the impact, I think. There wouldn't have been New Order if it wasn't for Joy Division. I hear they I, I mean, I see where they're going. Yeah. But man,
1: they're so influential.
0: They, they are. Uh, I mean, I don't, the, I don't I the, don't think they're... The club scene, they had a big impact on this alternative post-punk uh, dance rock thing. Oh, oh. So they did have an influence, uh, kind of like Cindy Lauper did with, again, a shorter body of work, but it's a weird scenario. I just, I'm just i going to say they're out because I think the voters, yeah. I don't know how the voters, I'm going to say the voters are going to look at this and say no. No, we're not. No, I,
1: I, I agree. I have them borderline, like I said, just because of their impact, really. Yeah. But, uh, but I
0: do have the same concerns as you do voting-wise. Yeah. We'll see how we do. Yeah, we'll see how we do. They these are scheduled for induction into May. Um, I will say, um, if you did not see the 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 2022 induction ceremonies, they're on HBO. You can probably find it on YouTube. Uh, It was they did a good job with the induction ceremony last year. Uh, I thought the class was very the class of 2022. They were kind of tightly knit together. You know, I think a lot, and we've talked a lot about Dolly. Uh we'll see how this class is whoever gets in. Um you know, you gotta you got George Michael's gonna be posthumous in here, so yeah. it's it's gonna be, you know, a little different. Um you, They're gonna have, have, have to ha-
1: have separate they're gonna have to
0: have separate events for a new order. I don't know if those guys are gonna get Warren Z like <laughs> Warren Z, my, Yeah. Yeah, Willie's eighty. So look if I'm looking at the person who's gonna be the darling of the if she gets in, is Cindy. Cindy Without, yeah, Cindy's surely. gonna be the darling of this thing. Um yeah. Th- yeah. I not Cheryl, not Cheryl Crow. I don't think Cheryl Crow will be that at all. Um uh not Missy Elliott. I think it will be Cindy. Uh so we'll see what happens with that. Uh I'm very like I'm very curious this year. I think it was a tougher year. Um, and I think we're gonna have some things that we're gonna have some head scratchers. I think we'll be doing a show probably in, oh, yeah. in June, head scratching us like, like what the hell happened here. Um because I don't think the fan vote's gonna be indicative of the uh of the end result this year. Okay. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, cigars, coop. How you doing on your shark? Um, I had a couple of prop. Now you seen smoke this week, but it's a little different. The cigar did crack on me, uh, while smoking. Oh. Now, now before I even say, it, I'm not gonna blame. Flint. This came back from the Dominican Republic, uh, last year, so um, you know, I, I that's why I I'm not reviewing something like this. So it did, I did have a crack. Um, it wasn't dry. I think it was more of a. Probably when I took the cigar out and 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 I think uh, I didn't drop it, but you know I kind of uh uh I probably should have a little more tell to see what it but but it's smoke. the flavors are great on this cigar I'm really enjoying it you get you get some nice Opus X strains from it but but that Ooh. smoke you saw was from the crack I got and my burns a little wonky because of that this is a little bit of a in general sharks don't burn the best is what I find. Oh. Um but nothing this is a great cigar, great expression of the Opus X. Uh I'm getting some of the black pepper, some of the grass, you know, some of the sweet natural tobacco on this. So uh solid cigar, but again, it was probably I didn't drop it, I didn't bang it, but you know, um
2: I probably
0: it, it, it did roll. <laughs> so but, was
1: it was it uh was it Stogie Santa butt pressed?
0: Was it, no, a, it was a wasn't ass and, uh butt pressed cigar? No, it was not. Speaking of that what,
1: uh, Yeah what, one of the one of the most famous uh Stogie geeks moments
0: ever. Stogie yes. Santa with the
1: butt press cigar.
0: Yes, sitting no, on he couldn't If you haven't you noticed know the story of the butt press cigar, <laughs> and I'll put a link in this as well. Stogie Santa uh, was smoking a, uh, I believe he was smoking a foundation cigar. Nick yeah, because Nick
1: was on, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, and Nick's gonna be on Thursday on Coop, by the way. Uh, oh, this week. So we're gonna have, probably reminisce. Oh, on nice. That. Yeah, but he he got up to go to the bathroom, right? And he couldn't find his cigar. And watching <laughs> him try to find that cigar, um. It was epic, right? And and, and Nick below is doing color commentary, but I think he and, was like half a bottle into the red breast by that as well. Yeah, he goes, correctly. Maybe it's the Fiji water, right? Like, yeah, and <laughs> it turned out he sat on the cigar like it was lit, like the thing was lit on top of that, right? And but Stogie Sanders' frustration of trying oh, to man. find the cigar.
2: To the point oh. where he's
0: throwing stuff, right? Uh, uh, it is probably you know, Paul Ossetter and I agree. It was the greatest moment in Stogie Geeks history. I was remote that night, uh, and I was. Just oh, like, were you? Yeah, I was remote that night with that show, and it was just an epic, epic oh. night of uh, of that. Um, so, oh, the... it, well, it wasn't, uh, but it is one that goes into the history of that show. We had some great moments on that show, and oh. that by far, uh, was the greatest moment on on Stogie Geeks. I loved Stogie Geeks.
1: I would listen to the Stogies of the Week and I would write them all down and then like buy them. And uh I just remember the, like like the red breast was
0: flowing, the butt pressed cigar, and, like it was it was a golden moment. It was you know, great. Uh you know, Ben Lee, and I know you haven't had a lot of interaction with Ben yet, and I'd love to get you on one of these shows at some point. We do we don't do Stogies of the Week, but we do a round table where we smoke mm-hmm. a cigar. We need to get you on that. It's we've been doing them, unfortunately, at night. On is that's the only time we can do it. But um, we do it with Nielsen, uh, Bear and Ben. We, we smoke a cigar. It is the fastest growing thing we have on Coop right now. Those roundtable people, it's a great format. Yeah, and and we recorded the whole thing on Facebook, but we put a, com- a condensed version out on YouTube. And they have been really some of our biggest hit shows over the last year. Uh, the Underground Ten was on there. The Alex Bradley Fine and Rare that one my cigar of the year was on there. Um we've had uh a lot of different cigars. We've done Tatawahi La Ricesas. So I mean that's the closest thing I think we get back to that. Even though we're not doing a lot of cigars in one week, mm. we, we've kind of settled on this format picking one cigar and it's uh Bear does some trivia stuff in between on the Facebook stream. So it it, it is something yeah. Stogies of the week was something that um I it was it was very they still do their show. So, um, yeah. I I want to respect what they're doing, but we've kind of changed some things up to bring that vibe in a bit with what Ben's doing. So at some point we got to get you in on that. Uh, hey, I'm so up for it. Yeah, uh, we, we got yeah. I mean, we got to talk about that. And I know we, you would be welcome with open arms by everyone. So
1: I think the three highlights cigar podcasts in the history of cigar media for me, and then I'll get into my cigar. So I'm going out of tangent. Was Butt Press Cigar? Butt Press Cigar, absolutely.
0: A, yep. Butt Press Cigar. Coop trying to interview. Matt Booth, and Robert Caldwell at the same time. Oh my God, that, that, I put that up. It was, And that was played in stores all over the country on top of that. like I've gone into <laughs> multiple stores and they have the video queued up it, it, for me, yeah. That was another one. And the last one was
1: John McTavish, the cigar surgeon, was the guest on One Embargo. As Catfish, and said, progressively got more and more drunk during the show. <laughs> and you could just... Talent surgeon's voice. He's like, What am I doing
0: here? <laughs> what is going on? If folks don't know about What Embargo, that was an old cigar oh. Federation show hosted by Seth. That was, um, the best. and it was focused on Cuban cigars, right? Now, there's another one of those where they had Jose Blanco as a guest. And I don't oh, know what happened. He? Yeah. He was like late and then he couldn't get connected. And Seth said, We're done. Oh, we're like, done. Yeah. Like the juice ain't worse <laughs> than squeeze. And Somehow, then Jose appears in the middle of the show. <laughs> I, I would listen to that
1: show as soon as it came out. I loved what, it. Was like it was like pi, It was like listening to pirate radio. It was unbelievable. Him and Catfish, man. Yeah, and then they came on. They came on, then, they came on June, the old jukebox
0: show together. Yeah, yeah. And then June, June did it after. Yeah, Catfish, I think, took a job where he can't really yeah. be public on cigars anymore. Oh, uh, June came God. in. You know, June's got this like dry humor, which was also really, really. He was yeah. Uh, uh, but man, yeah.
1: those shows with him and Catfish were just—God, I love that show!
0: Oh, oh my, God. my God, there's just some epic stuff on those. Uh, and we have constantly asked Seth to bring back the What Embargo show. He has not done it. Um, I think it's sometime he will. I really do think at some point he's gonna say, "I want to bring." God,
1: it back. I love that show.
0: Yeah. So Seth, if you're out there, I
2: love yeah. that show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: every now and then, I'll just throw out the the What Embargo, the What Embargo, thumbnail art. I'll just throw it out there just for yeah. the people, yeah. just to remind them. Yeah, um, but my cigar. So I'm about this way, this about this much. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, inch or so, uh, maybe a couple inches? It is. Oh, it's so good, Coop. Like it's, it's smooth. It's rich. It's got coffee. It had a lot of kick at the beginning. That's sort of evened out. It's got coffee, and it's and the thing about it, Coop, is and I've talked about this before. With long cigars, like your Churchill size, just about that. Um, they run out of gas near the end, and this is still you know, delivering. So
0: this has been amazing.
2: Yep.
1: Burns really well. Great yeah, cigar. No, so if you can find it
0: anywhere, pick it up. No, it definitely is a, uh, a great hall of fame cigar. Um, you know, for sure. Um, and, um, just kind of looking at my notes real quickly here on that. Um, the, uh, the Frank was reviewed on Coop and it did very well. And the Monster Mesh Frank made number eleven on the Coop list this year. So that nice. blend is that blend when it, when it's in the uh, when it's in the box press format works. I didn't mm-hmm. think it worked in the rounded format though.
1: Firecracker was good. Didn't he do the Frank Firecracker?
0: No, he did a uh, he did. Oh, the, that was yep. The Kruger. Kruger. Yeah, that was which good. wasn't really a firecracker. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go there, but yeah. Sorry for bringing that up, but no, <laughs> it's up.
1: uh. It's a great cigar. I think my favorite tattooed cigar I've ever had is either those so the Double D Wet Pack. Those Wet Pack cigars. He, oh,
0: he did. oh yeah, those were the ones that went to uh, Danny Dickowitz at P- Tobacco Plaza. They were unbelievable. I had like one or two of those. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. Um. New music. Yeah. Um. I want to. I'm going to mention Cigar Hustle. Then I have to a little beef with these guys. Okay. Beef. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, He's we cool. gotta have a little fun with these guys, okay? Top so fifteen per- show, man. You can't have well, these. Oh, well, ro- well, well, we have something. They're to talk royalty. About they're royalty. Yeah, but what well, we have something to talk about with that in a second, okay? Because <laughs> because well, I want to set the record straight on that. Uh, but uh, let's mention these guys first. We'll get this out of the way. Um, you know, uh, Cigar Hustler, of course. Uh, they are the uh, podcast, which is the arm of the uh, store Cigar Hustler. Uh, located in Deltona, Florida. Uh, you heard me talk about this store. Can't emphasize it enough. Um, They have a great selection of cigars. um, And uh, great humidor. Great customer service. Great lounge. Uh, great staff. You just can't beat it. If you can't get on there. Uh, if you can't get down there to Deltona, Florida. Get on uh, the website. CigarHustler.com. Get on their mailing list. Um, And if you see mm-hmm. either an email. Or if Mike posts something on social media. You want to move quickly. That's how I got Espinosa 55s. Um, so. Uh, but get on them because do, the emails are really good and they drop and you want to move on those emails quickly with that. And, of course, they have the Cigar Hustlers podcast, right, which Dave just talked about. Now, I want to mention this. OK, I want to get I'm going to give them their due and then I have something to say. OK, so I don't know how closely did you look at the list that they posted and what they didn't post. No, I just saw the I just saw the post on the
1: list. OK, and I wrote I wrote a, a little
0: comment about Taylor yeah. Swift. All right. So they, this is it. OK, they made this feedspot um podcast of the 15 best podcasts worth listening to in 2023. So this is kind of something that they they this I don't know how they do this, right? Uh we were at number 4 at one point on this list. We fell to oh, number nice. 8, right? So they're number 1, right? They don't work, one, right? Uh Retro Hails number 2. Stogie Geeks somehow moved up to number 3 even though they haven't done a show in a couple months, right? So but all right, okay. I'll give them historically, you know that. And we fell to number eight. Right. And it looks like it was jukebox that landed here because I look at the Australia and it talks about. Oh, there you go. So. So we made it there. Right. But that's so that's half the story, Dave, because I'm going to scroll down here and they have the top podcaster list, which they conveniently left this piece off. And at the number one, who do you think was number one on the top cigar podcasters? Oh, I... look at this. Oh, look at that. Number guy. one. And they're number three. We are number one by a landslide here. So I'm assuming they're counting everything here. Right. I'm assuming they're counting all the podcasts that we do. But I they have say. a lot of podcasts, too, as well as United. Right. United has has uh Cigar Authority and yes. um, Ash Holes. And Mike and them got some stuff. And, and I see they're actually they're both on here. Right. So I don't know quite how they broke this down, to be honest. I'm completely confused how they broke this down. But we are number <laughs> one, guys. So. It depends. If you say... I don't know what is the difference between podcasters and podcasts here. Because... I don't know. Look, both have the link, right? The link's exactly the same, right? And I'll tell this. Dave has more than 139 on here. As well as Mike oh, yeah. has So this is not... I got to question the validity of the list, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not bragging about... I, I had to put this up here to kind of needle these guys. I said, yeah, you guys, you guys... The second half of this, uh, this, this post here, you know, that we we're number one here. So... Uh, but I, yeah I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna have to uh listen to the next show because I'm sure Michael oh, they're, uh, they're gonna ha- they're gonna have 20 minutes on this thing on on uh but and that show's coming out if you go to it on Monday I think they come out with this on Tuesday you know they're gonna be talking for 20 minutes on hey we're number one like depends how you look at it guys you're, you're number three wow. on this by and we're ahead of you guys so
1: <laughs> who busted out I, the... I don't
0: understand look I don't understand any of the logic yet because, look, number one, number 10 should not be Cigar Authority. No, number one should be Cigar Authority no. is an absolute machine. And look, Mike, in all fairness, what Mike and uh, Mike have done with their podcast. Oh, God. Um, yeah. They are one of the top podcasts out there. So, uh, and they're building that network, kind of have we built a network of podcasts here? So um, they certainly deserve it. But I just wanted the record set straight here uh, for that. Oh, love it. Love I had it. to do it. I had to do it. So. But they are the sponsors of the New Music 45 segment. Dave, so what do you got? Well, I got uh well, because of the 50th anniversary, I went
1: with all hip hop. Uh I went with West Side Gun, featuring Black Star, Black Star. Yep. Um had a record out as well uh last year. Um with Peppas. Yep. Uh and they got so this is off of the record 10, which came out late December. So it's gonna make it to the top. 50th uh, of 2023 list. The Dave list, yep. Amazing collaborations. I love West Side Gun. He's doing some really interesting stuff in the hip-hop yep. space. So um, love West Side Gun. Love it. Um, so uh, that is Side A. Side B, De La Soul with the magic number. Now you're like, but Dave, this came out in 1989. That's uh, true, From but they're doing a re-release this year. Yes, they are. So big re-release. They actually pressed... This on um 45s, so the magic the the track. On some limited edition 45s. Wow. So that's oh, yeah. cool.
2: Yep.
1: Um so you I mean you might be able to pick up some of those. I think they might have all sold out, but uh that's off of their record, Three Feet High and Rising, which is getting a re-release. Yep. Um with some added tracks on there and stuff. Um album archaeology, since we were talking about uh Hall of Fame, check out Missy Elliott's super duper fly. That was her first record uh amazing record you kind of see where it all started with missy and kind of also see like the links between her and like you know newer women artists and maybe like some connections there uh and it's good in this uh celebrating 50 years of hip-hop check that out so it's uh album archaeology's missy Elliott with super duper fly
0: you know uh, before we wrap up a couple comments on this um you, you look at that side b and you look at your album archaeology And, you know, being the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, I think you're seeing hip-hop going back to recognizing the pioneers now. Mm. It's not new that they're doing it, but more and more we're starting to see this really paying homage now that, you know, it's half a century. So I think we're really starting to see some of that. And I think that's going to be more incorporated into more and more hip-hop this decade. I think, you know, now it's a mature enough uh, genre where you could start going back and doing that, which is, you know, we've seen that with rock for so many years. Now we're seeing it with hip-hop. So I think it's a nice thing.
1: What embargo, everybody? Right there, there she blows. Yep. yep. What embargo?
0: Yep. All right, and that's gonna wrap it up, man. This was a long show. We had a lot to cover. So, uh, so yeah, definitely stay tuned uh, to our. uh, We'll announce what the uh, next show and and date is of that. Um, I'm heading to the Dominican Republic the week of the 20th. So I'll be at Pro Cigar. Um, I'll be covering that While uh, my colleagues will all be at TPE This year um, So everyone will be covering TPE but I opted to go to Pro Cigar And um, we'll be covering Pro Cigar with that So stay nice. tuned uh, with that Alright um, I think we are uh, Rounded up here so uh, Dave Thanks again this was a great show uh, This was jam packed today for sure Alright And uh, thank you to our audience That's going to wrap up Prime Time Jukebox episode eighty nine into the annals of history, this post uh Super Bowl edition, uh, for mid February. We will see everybody next time. Take care, everybody.